full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. The Red Storm are looking to bounce back after a couple tough losses to both Animal and Lowesfield and Princeville to start this season off 0-2. I'm sure the coaches and players that were around last year reminded themselves that this season isn't over yet, as last year's team took a few weeks to get going as well. We'll see if they can get some of that momentum in tonight's matchup. Yeah, United comes into tonight's game looking to clean up some of their play from the last couple weeks. Giving up big plays, inconsistent snaps, and special teams have hurt them pretty bad the last two weeks. And if they want to get that momentum going in the right direction, they'll start with cleaning those things up this week. Just a reminder, tonight's game is powered by the Greater Warren County United Way, where 100% of your donations directly impact our communities. The Greater Warren County United Way is now open on the public square in downtown Mammoth. Tonight's game is also brought to you in part by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, call Mammoth Farm and Home Realty at 734-6600 or check them out online at mammothfarmandhomerealty.com. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with the pregame interview with Coach Milroy. Coach Milroy's interview was brought to you by Cameron Green, a family-owned and operated business providing grain storage, fertilizer application, and anhydrous services. You are listening to United Red Storm Football on WRM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to the Kellogg Printing Pre-Game Show. It's time for our pre-game coaches interviews, sponsored by Cameron Grain. Cameron Grain is a family-owned and operated business providing grain storage, fertilizer application, and anhydrous services. Joining me as always here on the pre-game show, head coach of the United Red Storm, Mr. David Milroy. Coach, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, let's go through uh, Friday night a little bit. Good. Good start. Or it looked like a really good ball game. First quarter, fourteen six, and then fourteen six at half. Uh, just kind of take us through the first half first. Yeah, I had a disappointing first drive. We were excited to get the ball first, and uh, a couple mistakes, and end up having to punt. Probably should have just gone uh, a little different play call. I'll take I'll take uh, blame for two of those yeah, calls coaches, for sure. You coaches, I mean, real, realistically, <laughs> second, so you know we go less fancy second drive, and we just march the ball down the field. One of my, one of the best drives we've had in a while. I mean, even, including last year it was a nice drive capped off by a nice Jake McElwee touchdown. I mean, nice hard run, and feeling pretty good about ourselves really, and uh, just couldn't couldn't repeat it. Um, Move the ball well, just um, shooting ourselves in the foot again. You know, instead of you know, last week was penalties. This week was uh, uh, bad snaps hurt us, and then unfortunately they were on timely downs, third and fourth and short. I mean, I think they were all third and second or fourth and second and less. Wow! So uh, two inside the red zone, which is never a good place to turn the ball over. You get to the third quarter, opening kickoff. Uh, we got a couple guys that cross the ball, and we get beat on the outside, and no one could catch them. So, collective effort on that, and that, that kind of set the tone for the second half. You know, we hung our head a little bit, and, and it showed. You know, when you hang your head, you know, the other team was coming off a big week one loss, not a ton of confidence, and when things start going well for you, you start believing real quick, like, oh, last week was a fluke. And, I mean, you saw it. Their sidelines, were, they were going crazy. Kids were jumping around, and, and we were very stale. And, um, you know, that's why the score got skewed like that in the second half for sure is because we, we were head hangers and they were in party mode, man. They were excited and that's tough. They, they won the game of emotion. You know, football is a very emotional sport. You have, you have to play it with it. You cannot play it just, you know, flatline because uh, it takes a lot of energy, both physical energy and mental energy to, to play the game of football. And we lost that battle on Friday. 
for you, sure. You took it. You took the word right on my mouth. That's where I was going to go with it. Emotion. Uh, every sport's emotional. It should. At least it should be. Yes. <laughs> we talked yes. Yes. Be, at least it should be. Every sport's emotional. But I don't think emotion plays as much of a part in the game as it does in the game of football, and especially at the high school level. Yeah, you know, turning that tide, the momentum. You know, the momentum in in the game is huge, and and honestly, it, it can switch in one play. Mm-hmm. I mean, that fast, and uh, we we couldn't we couldn't get it swapped back. We talked about that this week in practice about when you win a drill, you had to celebrate, or you had the same punishment is the loser i mean you you, you have to be excited like to win that. or you know we'll find a way to make you excited uh you know we talked off the air that's 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 not my favorite way to coach i'm not i'm not a yeller screamer you know berate you make you feel bad that's it's not why i got into this and and that's the thing is i felt like this week as coaches we had to be really tough on the kids and and correct what we have to correct but you got to do it in a positive way because confidence plays a big key in anything yeah. you do you know and especially we, nowadays 100 especially nowadays i yeah. think society's different i mean i'm not mm-hmm. good bad or indifferent Where, wherever it's at right. it is it's, it's a different game and you talk to a lot of coaches in the area and, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of those guys don't coach the same way they did 20 years ago and for a multitude of reasons you know society is different I know personally, as I get older, you know, I, I see things differently, you know, um, not that wound up 22, 23 year old anymore that just wants to fly around to that. Like you, you got to well, pick and choose having your tw- battles. Having twins probably had a, had a little part of that too. <laughs> a little bit, a little sure, bit, sure. but it's just, sure. uh, it's adapting though. And, and remembering that, that each group is, is different and, and has different things to work on. And even though we return a lot of kids from last year, it, it's a different group. It's a different dynamic. Figuring out what what buttons to push to get out of them, what we need out of them. It's and we've talked about this last week or week before about it's just the difference of a negative mindset or a positive, right? Thinking about what you're going to do right instead of what you don't want to mess up. It's a completely different thing. So we had our most competitive week this week. We tracked winners and in, in various competitions, and I even had a kid get a hold of me and say, "Hey, can I go against this kid?" And I said, "Why?" He said, because he beat me yesterday. And I'm like, this is what I'm looking yes. for. Like, I want that. Like, yes. that should be a little personal. So I'm excited that that's happening. Now, the, the transition has to come, right? Because I felt pretty decent about our practices. I mean, I don't feel, feel like we've had bad ones. I feel like this week has been our best. And that's good because we, we have our top two opponents, in my opinion, the next two weeks. I mean, I think these are two of the best teams in the conference. And on Weathersfield will be in that conversation, I think, as the season goes on. Uh, but I told him I'm not sugarcoating. You have two tough matchups, and if you if you finger point and break apart, man, it could be a long Friday night. It has the potential to. But if you band together, you're going to have an opportunity to do something special, you know. And it's going to come down to making plays and, and staying together, and that that's huge, right? Mercer County, the first of these uh, two two uh, pretty strong teams you got coming mm-hmm. up. The the Golden Eagles on Friday night they beat Farmington. I held Farmington. To to eight points, 24-8 in week one, and then mm-hmm. lost to Knoxville, 32-22. What have you seen about the Golden Eagles on tape? Yeah, um, they're physical, they're athletic, um, do do some nice things. They, uh, uh, you know, they lost last week, and, you know, it was a pretty good game, and I think they turned the ball over six times. Yeah. So um, that tells you they're moving the ball, right? Just kind of, you know, <laughs> he's probably having about the same conversation I had. Man, <laughs> just, just hurting ourselves, you know? <laughs> Um, but they did, 
you know, just with some mental mistakes and some things they did. Um, but they do a nice job. You know, they rely on the, the Lucas kid, the Relander kid. Uh, they made a change at quarterback. He likes to carry the ball. Uh, but, you know, as tradition has it, they also throw the ball very well. They do a nice job with that. So we got to be prepared. I mean, you'll see anything from empty with five receivers to double tight wishbone, and you might see them in the same series. So uh, you you got to be ready for, for both of those. Coach Russell's done a nice job of getting us ready for that and really talking alignment and assignment. So – uh, defensively, that that's going to be the big thing is being able to line up correctly on the fly, you know, and go like I said from a totally spread type look to to double tight, three backs in in one play, and make sure you you know your job. So um, defensively, I, I anticipate them doing what they've done a lot against us. They usually give a an odd front type look, walk up a few backers, bring a few more from the inside. Um, so we've we've. We've given them the looks that they're going to see, and now it's just uh, being able to translate that um, on Friday night. And, and the big thing is is winning the box, right? We talk about it, tackle to tackle. you you got to win that matchup and do your job, and they're going to do a, a nice job of giving you some things that you're going to want to block it wrong because you're going to feel like, oh, we got to pick up this kid. Now, we got them accounted for it. you got to trust that the guys behind <laughs> you are going to do it. So, But they do. They do some twists and stunts in, inside that are – pretty impressive they just do a nice job I feel prepared right and that that's that's all you can do and I want to go out there and compete and um, like any game you, you want to give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter if you can give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter it comes down to who can make the play so that's that's my big goal for for Friday is I want to feel good going in the fourth quarter and and be ready to watch our kids step up and, and make a play um, I told them though un- understand they're going to make some good plays on Friday night they're going to make some bad plays Friday night we are going to have some good plays Friday night. We are going to do some things that don't go well. The problem is you have to be able to stop those things that don't go well and say, all right, fellas, hey, we need one positive play. Let's go. And I don't care if it's third down and we, we get four yards, right, and, and we end up having to punt. Like just being able to stop the bleeding, if you will, and, and move forward, That that is what we have to improve on. And when that happens, things will change. Does that mean that you instantly win because that happens? No. But you are working yourself in the right way. So that's my big thing. That's what I'm going to be watching for is, is who helps us turn the tide when, when things aren't going well. Because it happens in every game, right? Yeah. Basketball, football, baseball, whatever it may be, it, it happens. Finding that guy that's going to step up and, and, and be the first one to do it, right? Because once one guy does it, then somebody else sees it like, oh, hey, that's not too hard. I can do that with this group, you know. And even if it's just a few guys at a time, making that change. So – I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, um, they're a good ball club. There's no doubt about that. Good atmosphere. Um, Always a good atmosphere yeah. in Alito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually something crazy happens over there, right? <laughs> yes, it does. It just does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, but you know what? And embrace <laughs> it, and you hope it's a good story to tell down the way. <laughs> Another chapter in the book. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good luck. Uh, come back home with a win. Sounds good. I appreciate it. United Red Storm football coach David Milroy on our Cameron Grain pregame coaches interview. Cameron Grain is a family-owned and operated business providing grain storage, fertilizer application, and anhydrous services. We'll be back with more of the Kellogg Printing pregame show and the kickoff coming up as well. United's Red Storm football on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and RadioMammoth.com. Welcome back to Red Storm football here in Alito, Illinois, where the United Red Storm are taking on the Mercer County Golden Eagles in week three of IHSA football. Once again, Coach Milroy's interview was brought to you by Cameron Grain. 
a family-owned and operated business providing grain storage, fertilizer application, and anhydrous services. Let's take a quick look, uh, or a closer look at tonight's matchup. But first, just a reminder here, our national anthem, if I can get the page turned, is brought to you uh, by Stanton Insurance, your local all-state agency, Stanton Insurance, the since 1919. United comes in tonight's game averaging 266 total yards per game with 237 of that coming on the ground. Only 57 yards total in the passing attack this year, which is a little different uh, from last year. Leading the way in rushing yards and attempts is senior Abel Wilson at quarterback with 248 yards on 46 carries so far this season. Jake McElwee and Sam Perry follow behind him with 111 and 110 yards, respectively. The Red Storm will be starting three sophomores tonight, and Elliot Copeland, a wide receiver, Quentin Habern, an offensive line, and Chris Rodriguez, an offensive line. With Copeland also getting a start at defensive back on the defensive side of the ball as well. And a couple guys banged up. These young guys will have to step up. And defensively, we'll see. Uh, we need to see Rosine Elliott and Bouchon step up on the line and hope that uh, uh, Copeland, Wilson, and Olsen don't fall asleep again in the backfield. I know they let a big play go last week. The special teams were a problem last week as well, so the boys uh, need to step up their efforts and coverage on those kickoffs and uh, punts and so forth tonight as well. I'll be curious to see that tonight if they kick it deeper, if they do all split kick to avoid uh, the, those return yards that they got last week. Right. And the Golden Eagles enter tonight's game with a 1-1 record. They pulled out a nice 24-8 win against the Tough Armington team in week one and then saw the conference opponent Knoxville last week with a score of 32-22. to These games always seem to be good between these two teams, and I would expect tonight to be the same. Yep. Mercer County is led by head coach Andrew Hofer, who has a 32 or 35 and 24 record overall, and it is in its seventh season with the Golden Eagles. As far as the team goes, they've averaged 328 yards per game so far, with 200 of that on the ground and 128 in the air, which is for high school football a fairly balanced uh, attack, offensive attack. Uh, the Red Stone will have the key on junior running back William Fredrickson, who leads the team with 89 rushing yards per game, and senior Owen Relander who leads the team in receiving yards with 67 per game. Uh, tonight's referees, we don't have their names, uh, but your eyes on the game tonight are brought to you by Kehoe Eye Care, Monmouth and Galesburg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. Dad, let's do a starting lineups real quick. If you got them, yep, you're I ready got for that. Right Today's starting lineups are courtesy of your mom Terry McDonald's. Now hiring, check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. United's offensive lineup is uh, quarterback Abel Wilson, running backs Jake McElwee and Sam Perry, wide receivers Derek Sargent, Hunter Hall, and Elliot Copeland. Offensive linemen are Carter Rosine, Quentin Habern, A.J. Jenks, Chris Rodriguez, and Jack Youngman. Starting defense, defensive linemen are Carter Rosine, Connor Elliott, Devin Bouchong, linebackers A.J. Jenks, Jake McElwee, Tony Rodriguez, Hunter Hall, and the defensive backs are Nick Terrell, Elliot Copeland, Abel Wilson, and Andrew Olson. That was your starting lineups tonight. Brought to you McDonald's or NC Sport and Moors, your home for all your sports equipment and team apparel, hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. NC Sport and More dot com. They are our uniform sponsors tonight. And the Red Storm come out in a gray uh, pants tonight with white jerseys and red numbers. They got the black and red stripes on the sleeves, black helmets with the standard U on the top, and uh, the Golden Eagles come out in gold bottoms and uh, dark blue tops. Kind of their standard uh, uniform as well. The Red Storm are set to uh, receive this opening kickoff 
Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, we're getting ready to do this. So, the, obviously, Red Storm are going to receive, back to receive for the Red Storm. If I can see the numbers, one of them is 14. That's Hunter Hall. Um, the other guys, oh, man, it's hard to see. Number five, I think that's uh, uh, Elliot Copeland. And on this side, is that number three? I think it is. Derek Sargent looks like on the other side. I think it is. We'll get our opening kickoff here in the middle to get a couple keys to the game. They kick it deep right down the middle. Oh, that's number 30. That's uh, uh, Abel. Oh, Sam Perry. Or Sam Perry, yeah. He takes the opening kickoff from about the 10-yard line, brings it out to about the 26-yard, 27-yard line. Decent return to start. Sam Perry's going to get a start at running back, and we're going to get our first look at the United Red Storm offense. Dad, you got an offensive key to the game tonight? Yeah, I think we have to maintain control of the ball, keep it away from Alito's offense, uh, and finish those drives and, and snap it better. We seem to have a little trouble with snaps last week, yeah. so hopefully they've worked on that this week and got it fixed. Yeah, well, keys to the game tonight are sponsored by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, investing in you, member FDIC. We'll get your defensive ones when the Red Storm go to defense. How about that? That works for me. All kickoffs tonight are sponsored by the Farm King, the family store with more since 1959. Here's our first look. Wilson's in the backfield. He's got a single back. It's McElwee, and he's going to follow McElwee on a lead block, cut back towards the middle, escape attack. We'll get a little bit of space. He's going to try and get the edge. He beats one guy, cuts back, gets enough for the first down, and he's up past the 40. And the first play of the game, maybe Wilson makes something happen from the quarterback spot. It's a 14-yard gain. That's a good start. Good start there by the Red Storm. Followed McElwee, made a good kick-out block on the end, and then uh, Abel was able to cut back in from there and kind of weave his way through and get back. He started on the right hash, now we're on the left hash. But it's going to be first and 10 for the Red Storm from the uh, uh, their own 41-yard line here. We've got three wide receivers split to the right. That is Sergeant Hall and Copeland, I believe. Uh, McElwee's on... Abel's left-hand side here, unless that's Sam Perry. No, but it's McAlee again. Same play the other way. Abel just goes straight this time and gets about three or four yards here. Another offensive play that went positive, and that's going to be second down. They're going to spot him at the 45, four-yard gain. So a four-yard gain there for Abel. 18 yards and two plays for the Red Storm offense, all coming from Abel on the ground. It's one of those we talked about this week one, Dad, that you hate to run – quarterback over and over, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And usually, if they can get something going, that'll open up something for some of these other guys. Right. Same same uh, lineup here with McElwee on the right-hand side this time. Three guys split right, one to the short side on the left. They try and do a hard count. And, oh, the wide receiver on the far side from here, which is 33, Austin Bellinger. 32, sorry. Caden Murray. Uh, get the false start there. So that's going to be a five-yard penalty. Back him up. They're going to lose those yards that game. It's going to be second and 11 from the 40. Second and 11 from the 40. Dad, we just talked on the way here about, you mentioned that they didn't have very many penalties last week. And there's the first one of the night. Yeah, that's one thing they fixed from week one to last week. They cleaned it up in that respect. Another hard count. They went back to the original play. April tries to get the edge, does, gets back to the 45, gain that five yards back uh, from the penalty, and now it's going to be third and six for the Red Storm from their own 45-yard line. So when they run a play, it's been positive yards. Yes, it certainly has. Um, I mean, if you if you take that play and knock out the penalty, that's the first down. You know, four or five yards 
every time you run a play, you're going to get your first down, yeah. and you're going to march down the field. That's a sustained drive and a touchdown is how that ends up. It does. And penalties are the only thing that can hurt that. 9.45 left in the first quarter. United with the first possession here. They're now in the near hash, and they're going to split one guy to this side here, the short side, two to the right. Now Abel's got two running backs with him. One on each side, shotgun formation. Better snaps tonight so far. And it's McElwee on the run. Tried to fall Sam. Oh, what a push at the end there by him in the line. Good second effort. He's still short, but yeah. Yeah, they pushed him about three yards. He got five yards out of it, and the last three were from everybody pushing. Yeah, fourth and fourth and one now for the Red Storm. We'll see what they do. I think they're going to go for it here. That play, it seemed like the timing was messed. Sam Perry was supposed to lead through the line there, and he kind of shuffled in the backfield, and McElroy ran into him. Sam's got to just get going. Right. right. Get out of the way. I mean, he's leading blocking. Just get going. Well, the offensive line did a good job of pushing. Yeah. It was a good second effort there by everybody. Still in the near hash here, going left to right as, as far as we sit. Sam and, and McElroy both in the backfield again. Hard count. Mercer County showing a blitz up the middle. It's picked up. McElroy gets it. Boy, forward progress. If they spot that well, yeah, I think they, I they think got spotted it. it. That well, the guys on the side are spotting it at the fifty. The guy in the middle isn't. Where are you going to put it? Wow, you know, they're calling that a turnover. Oh my golly, he was a whole yard. He was a whole yard past that. Yeah, forward progress should have got him way closer to that first down. I'm not sure I agree with that call, but. With that, they basically call it no game, and uh, it's going to be a turnover on down. So now the, we're going to get the first look at United defense. 8.34 left, and United turns it over on down. On the 50, after some solid offensive play, we're going to see what they can do against the uh, Golden Eagle offense now. An empty backfield here. Just the quarterback, which I believe is Colby Cox. Is that a pitch to the right way? Nope. He ran across in front of the quarterback and handed off the eight. A little motion. Motion. So Matthew Lucas with the first run there. Motion from the left to the right side there. It's about a five-yard game. It's going to be second and five for the Golden Eagles. I looked down for a second and missed the actual play. Starting quarterback for the Golden Eagles is number 15, Colby Cox. He's going to go under center this time, a little bit of an eye formation with Lucas in the as the halfback. I can't see who the fullback is, but he's going to give it to Lucas. He's got a big hole over the left tackle. He's heading to the outside. Could be a holding there, but no flag. Yeah, 21 was holding, but he got away with it. Tackle with him out of bounds at the 30-yard line, so that's going to be a... Where'd they start that at, Dad? How many? 30. It's a 15-yard game. 15, yeah, they're on the... Yeah. 15-yard game there, first down for the Golden Eagles. Dad, you got a key to the game for the defensive side of the Red Storm? Well, I think, one, they just have to play good defense. Uh, but they need to stop those big plays. They get hurt by those big plays in the first two games. And if they can slow that down, they might be able to stay in the game. Yep. Once again, those keys to the game are sponsored by Midwest Bank, your local own community bank, investing in you, member FDIC. First and ten for the Golden Eagles. A big handoff. He's looking to pass this time. Decent coverage, but the underneath guys open is going to get a first down. That was number 42 for the Golden Eagles. William Fredrickson, their main running back, uh, completes that pass for a first down. A little play-action fake roll out to the right there for Colby Cox. It's a good tackle by Terrell. It was. 
decent coverage by the Red Storm. They had the deep guys covered, but uh, Fredrickson came out just kind of in the flats, uh, a little shy, but caught it about the uh, five or six yards out and finished for the first down. So first and ten for the Golden Eagles from the Red Storm 20. Single back in the backfield now, and we get a flag. It's going to be false stars. We're calling it on the Golden Eagles there. So they're going to give five back. Going to be first and 15 for the Golden Eagles. So far, they've been looking at Lucas as their main running back. He's in the backfield again, the shotgun formation again. Colby Cox again, the quarterback. Number eight, Matthew Lucas, next to him on his left. Two guys on each side. He's going to fake it and keep it this time and go around the edge on the left. Almost tackled at the line of scrimmage, but instead escapes it. Gets up past the 15-yard line and ends up with a decent game there. Like they got to the 14. Spot him at the 14 there. So it's going to be second and four. Second and four for the Golden Eagles. So that's a six-yard game. Oh, no. No, they were five back. Yeah. 11-yard game there for the quarterback. Back to the I formation with a single wide out on each side. Lucas is the halfback. Again, he's going to follow the left tackle this time. The Red Storm shut it down. He was wide open last time. Actually, the Red Storm come up hollering that it's their ball. And it is. They knock the ball loose. The Red Storm cover, recover a fumble, a turnover. United get the turnover tonight. They're going to get a first and 10 from their own 15-yard line on the big defensive stop there by the Red Storm. I did not see that ball pop out, but the Red Storm guys hopped up pointing the other direction right away. Right, and he got hit right at, right at the line of scrimmage, and then two more guys got on him. So it must have come out on the initial hit, I would guess. Yeah, that was the play they ran earlier and gained about 15 yards on. And this time they had three Red Storm guys right there to... Did, did I mention that forcing turnovers was part of my defensive... <laughs> well, there's I forgot, one. But there's one. Yeah, there you go. I mean, is it still kind of the key to the game if you, if you mention it after they do it? Well, I think so. <laughs> Two backs in the backfield with Abel this time. First and ten for the Red Storm. Hard count. He's going to hand it off to Mackle. He tries to follow Perry. Cuts it outside. Oh, wow. A high tackle is going to get a flag for that one. Yeah. Got about four yards on the play. That's a horse collar tackle, I believe they call. Yeah. He got about four yards on the play. But, uh, man, he basically got clotheslined. Well, they're going to call it a, what do they call it, a horse collar or face mask or something. Yeah, horse collar. So that's going to be a first down for the Red Storm. A good run there, honestly. Jake did a good job of cutting it outside, getting up the field. And with the penalty, they're going to go all the way up to the 35-yard line here. So big penalty there on the Golden Eagles. After a turnover and a big penalty, United looking like they can gain a little momentum offensively here, see if we can capitalize on it. Two split to the right. That's the wide side, one to the left. Two running backs again, McElwee and Perry, Abel in the shotgun formation. Good snap. Abel's going to keep it, follow McElwee. Oh, and the defensive end there, number two for uh, the Golden Eagles, uh, Javin Dellett, makes a big play there. Tackle for a loss. Lost about one yard there. Good job there. You avoid McElwee, who was trying to be a lead blocker, and just made a good tackle in the backfield. So loss of a yard for Abel on that one. 
second and 11, 524 to play in the first. Back to three wideouts on the far side. That's Sam Perry, Derek Sargent, and I can't, Hunter Hall, I think. Jake McAuley, the lone back in the backfield with Abel. He's going to keep it and follow McAuley. This time he gets a little block, cuts back, finds some space. We're going to have a flag that came down in the backfield. That's going to be a holding. And we're going to give him the yards back. That hurts. Boy, that hurts. You get a turnover, and then they get a penalty, give you all kinds of yards, and you give it back to them with a holding. Yeah, you know, that's a good thing they did last time, but last week they fixed that, and now we've already got as many penalties today in the first quarter as they had the whole game last week, I think. So we had second and 11 from the 34, and now that's a 21. Second and 21 from the 24-yard line. Double sticks here, long way to go. Second and long for the Red Storm. Let's see if they got anything. I think we're going to see a pass. What do you think? Seems like a chance to do that. A little confusion going on here. And now we're ready to go. Again, three split to the left. Hall, Perry, and Sargent, one split to the right. McAuley in the backfield with uh, Abel for protection, I'm guessing. Yep, here comes the pass. A little bit of time. Throw the deep runners open. Good catch. Wow, what a play. Nice catch. Good throw. First down all the way past the midfield marker, all the way down to the 44-yard line on the other side of the field, and United with a big pass play there on second and long. That's a 32-yard play there. Well done there. That I missed last week's game, Dad. You and Chad did a great job calling it. But the first week, you know, we talked about how Abel they made made some passes, and it seemed like he was just off. But right. boy, that one he put up there good. Hunter went up and got it. Hunter's an athletic kid, so he'll make some plays given the opportunity. And that's a big first down for the Red Storm. And now we're going to have another penalty. I'm not sure I believe in jinxes, but we may be jinxed them. Talking too much about penalties. Talking too much about penalties. <laughs> I hope not. I hope they get that straightened out. But 75 there on the right side just got a little ahead of the snap count. Yeah. First and 15 now. False start for the offense there. After a big play, backs them up now to the 49-yard line. The Golden Eagle 49, that is. Single back again. Shotgun formation. Abel's going to follow Michael. He's going to take the outside edge, try and beat one tackler. He does. Gets back to almost the 40-yard line. Past the original line of scrimmage. No kick game there for Abel on a keeper to the right-hand side. Yeah, only about a two-yard gain on that one. Thought he got more than that, but he ran a long way just to get two yards. He did. Second and eight. Second and eight, 320 to play in this first quarter. Second and eight for the Redstone. Derek Sargent split to the right. Hall. And maybe that's Elliott over there. Copeland. Perry going to get the Sam Perry this time. Finds a hole over the tackle. I think he got enough for the first. Man, that's a short spot, too. Mark in the yard short again. It's going to be third and short. Third 
third and short for the Red Storm. Good run there by Sam, though. Good hold. Came from the right-hand uh, running back, halfback spot there. Crossed over to the left tackle hole, guard tackle hole. Good hold by the offensive line. Good run. Third and one from the 35-yard line. United pushing towards the end zone here, getting closer and closer. And off the Sam again. Oh, it makes some space. Gets a little further. Plenty for the first down. No question about it. Six-yard gain. Up to about the 33 or 34-yard line. Another first down for the Red Storm. That was a good run. He got hit once and then even fell forward for two more. First and 10 for the Red Storm from the 34. I'm sorry. I can't see 29-yard line. 2.05 2.05 left in the first quarter. What are we going to do when it gets dark? Are you really not going to be able to see? I'm just going to guess. They won't know. Okay, nobody will know. Yeah, they, they just know what it is. Okay. I think we're supposed to have a... They'll take our word for it. I think we're supposed to have a sponsor for these first downs. Well, I know. My sheet doesn't have that. Just trying to find the sheet. First and ten for the Red Storm. Abel's going to keep it to the left, find a little spot, and we're going to have another holding, another, man, two flags on that play, two separate spots. So this, I'm guessing, is going to come back. An illegal use of hands and a holding, I think. Referee's figuring out where we're going to go here. Got a block in the back and a holding. I would assume they're going to take the holding because that's a spot foul, right? I think so. It'll it'll move them back farther than the other one would. So they mark it back 10 yards there on a holding penalty. Block in the back as well, but that was declined. The holding penalty was accepted, and it's going to be first and 21. 22, 22, I read the scoreboard. Yeah, it's not right. From the 41-yard line, shotgun, two backs in the backfield, handoff to McElwee again. He gets tackled at the line of scrimmage, gains about a yard or two there. Not enough to do a lot of damage on a first and long. And it's going to be second and 21 now. I think we're going to see the second pass here. But the well, same situation as the first one. I know. I mean, you like to think they could get away with it again, but... Well, I wouldn't say get away with it. I would say just do a good job and complete it. Well, we'll see. Mine with a long huddle here. 45 seconds to go in the first quarter here. Two on each side now. Paul and Sergeant to the right, Sam Perry... There he goes. And here he goes deep to the left. And it is broken up there by the good defense. The score was a little short. The intended target was Elliot Copeland. Tried to come up and make something happen, but he had a golden eagle right in front of him. Oh, another flag. Play. Another flag in the backfield. Another flag. Roughing the passer. Oh, roughing the passer. Okay, we'll take it the other way. Yeah, that's a first down, I think. It's an automatic first down.
least I think it used to be. And here it is. The roughing the passer is the call. White Hat makes the call. First and ten now. Takes them all the way back up to the 25-yard line. It's united with the new uh, fresh breath of a breath of fresh air. That's the same. Easy right. for you to say. A breath of fresh air here. First and ten now from the 25-yard line after a roughing the passer penalty. And United gets a fresh set of downs. 25 yards to go. 24 seconds left in this first quarter. Trying to punch something in if they can. Derek Sargent by himself to the right. Perry and McElwee both are going to hand it off to Perry. He's going to try and get the edge on the left, and he's brought down by Matthew Lucas there. A good tackle. Uh, just past the line of scrimmage. He's going to get about a yard, it looks like. And a good tackle there by Matthew Lucas. And that is going to run out the first quarter here. Perry's got some speed. He just needs to get that corner turned and start headed north and south instead of east and west. And yeah. I think you're going to see some good things out of him the rest of the year. Yeah, I think you've, I've heard Coach say this before, but he runs a little up and down. I'd like to see him get his shoulders a little lower because he's a taller kid. Uh, but he runs hard and he does a good job so far. So at the end of one here, the score is still 0-0, scoreless game so far. United threatening to score here. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the second quarter of action here in Alito. On WREM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network up in the Vic Roy's Furniture Podcast booth alongside Ron Grant. I'm Dave Grant, and we are here with the Red Storm taking on the Mercer County Golden Eagles. We just started the second quarter. It's a scoreless game so far. Uh, United's offense has been okay to this point. Had a couple penalties set us back, but a couple penalties help us out as well. And the first play from the line of scrimmage here in the second quarter results in a loss, a down, or a tackle for a loss, I should say. And United now looking at third and 13 from the 28-yard line. Trying to push through here a third and long. Three slips to the right, one to the short near side. McAwee in the backfield. He's going to break out. It's a rollout pass to the right. Abel's looking. Got some time, decides to try and run, gets smacked on the sideline, and there's a flag come out. And I think there has got to be a the personal foul for a head shot to the head, I think. I mean, yeah. he went high with it. He, I mean, he hit him pretty hard. But yeah, it was, seemed to go pretty high. With it was way too high. It was up around the shoulders and the head. Yeah. Waiting for the referee to make the call here. Personal foul on the Golden Eagles. Now, without the penalty, it would have been basically no game. Right. I don't believe that that would would be, a, you know, like when you see uh, college football, they call it targeting. Yeah. I don't believe it was that, but I think it was definitely way too hit, too, way too high. Yeah. I mean, the referee on the other side looks like he's given the, like, went to his chin. I mean, the, deep, the defense player hit him, like, in his face mask. Right. Or right underneath the chin, basically, which is too high. I yeah, mean, Abel was kind of going out of bounds. He, you know, yeah, he was giving himself up. Mercer County's not happy with the coach. Head coach is, is not happy at all, but I think it was a good call. So that penalty is going to be enough to give United a first down. It's a 15-yarder, I think. 
And it's going to be another first down for the Red Storm based on a penalty. So another chance. First and 10 now from the 14. we got to capitalize on this. We can't. Oh, we moved twice. Again. We moved again. The left, the left tackle moved, and the Mercer County fans were yelling at that. And then the right tackle definitely moved. Right. And they, they called that one. So we give another five yards back. First and 15 now for the Red Storm. Boy, every time we get a break, we give a break. Boy, this first 13 minutes of the game, there's 10 penalties already. I'd like to say that I'm nine. I'd like to say the officials are flag happy, but every one has been a legit call. I mean, it's not. Yeah. They're not making yeah. anything up. Right. They haven't been. Yeah. Two backs again in the backfield. And hand it off to Perry. He's going to try and find a hole over the left, but a good tackle there by number 60 for the Golden Eagles. That's Carson Kellett. Starting defensive lineman there. He wrapped him up and pulled him down for no gain at all there. Still going to be second and 15 for the Red Storm. Well, okay. We're uh, we're definitely in four-down territory since I don't believe we have a kicker. But, uh, I mean, I suppose they could surprise us. But we're in four-down territory. we got three shots at the 15 yards. We're, we're okay. Yeah, we can make stuff happen here. We'll be... We'll be all right. Two backs to give in the backfield with Abel. McElwee and Perry. McElwee on the left, Perry on the right. Two receivers to the short side this Better time. Hurry. One to the long side. Better hurry. And there's going to be a delay of game penalty. That one's, that one's uncalled for. I'm not sure what yeah. took them so long to get the playoff. Yeah, because they got lined up there, and Abel turned around like he was looking for a call from Coach. And then he turned around and made the play. This is where I kind of wish, I mean, I know the referees, like the back judge, he's going to start, you know, throwing his hand. When that arm starts going up, you better snap the ball. Well, this is where I wish high schools had to have a play clock. Right. At the same time, you've got to have somebody to operate it, and you've got to trust that person to operate it well. <laughs> but I wish they had a play clock because that would be a lot easier to follow, of course. And another flag on the play. Ball start again. Again, we get a little bit of a break. We get a fresh set of down. And then we spend the next two minutes shooting ourselves in the foot. And with that, Coach Milroy is going to call a timeout. So we got our first Tinkham's Electric timeout of the game. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335 Four. We'll take time out ourselves and be back with more Red Storm football on WRAM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm football here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network alongside Ryan Grant. I'm Casey Grant with 921 remaining in the second quarter of the game. The score, I should say, is still tied at 0-0. Zero to zero. United actually has spent a lot of time on offense, which is good for them. That's good game play, good game strategy, if that was the goal, uh, I think. Uh, but right now, they're facing a second and really long, second and 25 to be exact. Um, there have been a lot of penalties so far. I think that got enough. There were 11 or 12 penalties so far in this game, and that is what has backed us up to where we're at. So second and 25, two backs in the backfield, two uh, split to the left, one to the right. Abel's going to fake a handoff. He's looking to pass deep to Hunter Hall. 
who's wants it there. It's going to be a late flag for a pass interference in the end zone. He wasn't looking for the ball. He just threw his arms up in front of him. He wasn't looking around and looking for the ball. Yeah, they did a little pump and go there. Hunter tried to take the sideline and just outrun him to the end zone. The throw was a little short and behind the defender. Hunter came back to try and catch it. In the process, the defender didn't look back for the ball at all and just kind of flailed his hands up and kind of got into Hunter, and they called that a pass interference. So, that penalty is going to bring him down. What's that, a 10-yard penalty? bad part is, I don't think it's an automatic first down, right? So, it's still going to be second now and a 15-yard penalty. So, it's going to be second and 10. The 15-yard penalty put us back at the original line of scrimmage. So, second and 10, and we are on the 14-yard line now. So we're within striking distance. We just got to make something happen here. Shotgun formation again, a little hard count, no movement that time. And off to McElwee. He's going to go over the right guard and tackle. And he's tackled pretty quickly oh, after oh. that. And now we have a flag, another flag. It's thrown back by Abel. Boy, was that holding late. again. That was a really late flag. The play was done, and then all of a sudden that flag comes in. And we're going to get United for another holding penalty. And that's Six yards deep in the backfield. By the time they had the 10 yards, jeez, that's a 16-yard loss. Getting ugly. Both teams need to clean this up, that's for sure. The 16-yard loss. Wow. <laughs> I thought second and 25 uh, was bad, and they got it back, and now they're back to second and 25. I'm not sure how you can have a holding penalty six yards deep on a running play. Well, there wasn't even anybody. I mean, he threw that flag back by Abel. I don't, yeah, I don't know how you can get that. I don't know how don't. you can do that. Well, the bottom line is it's second and long. Fake. Another throw here. Hunter, oh, that Good one play. knocked away. Good play by the defense. He was almost there. Boy, if Abel, I think if Abel hadn't been getting hit while he was making that throw, if he'd have thrown that a touch higher, I think he'd have had Hunter. The intended receiver was Hunter Hall. It was broken up by the quarterback, Colby Cox, who comes up a little bit gimpy. Yeah, he just got a hand on it. He kind of dove in front and knocked it out of the air. So incomplete pass means it's third and 25 from the 30-yard line. Third and long now. Three receivers to the left, Sergeant Perry and Copeland. Hunter Hall's by himself on the short side on the right. Abel's going to keep it this time. He's going to try and get an edge, and he's got nowhere to go. He ran to the short side of the field, and they shut it down in a hurry. Yeah, 21-0 in Relander. He saw that coming. He shed McElwee's block and tackled him real quickly there. And Abel, uh-oh. They're calling an injury timeout here for Abel. He's on his feet now, but he's not feeling good. Not sure what happened, but have an injury timeout here. Let's take 30 seconds, and we'll be back and see where they end up with this injury for uh, Abel Wilson. We're listening to Red Storm Football on WRM uh, 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football here in Alito. It is a scoreless game with 8.28 to play in the second quarter. It's been an ugly game so far with penalties all over the place, and it just got uglier as Abel Wilson is getting looked at by the uh, trainer on the far sideline. 
that last play, he tried to do a keeper around the right edge, got tackled, and the trainer's looking, looks like at his leg or ankle somewhere, uh, but he's in some pain. So, we are going to get our first look at Owen McMillan, junior backup quarterback. He's going to come in and uh, fourth and long for the Red Storm, fourth and 28 now. And what a play to come in for your first play as a junior quarterback. Yeah, it's a uh, chance. He can, he can shine, or, and I hope he does. He's, He's looking for a pass. He comes in on a pass right away and throws it basically in the middle of nowhere. The intended short. target was uh, Elliot Copeland there across the middle, but he threw it out in the middle of nowhere. At this point, where they're at, I mean, you know, a punt, you're not going to punt that. You're on, like, the 30-yard line. Right. Now we're going to have to play defense. But here's the good thing. We're keeping the ball away from their offense. We just need to finish those drives. Yeah, I mean, I don't. we don't have a time of – we don't keep track of time of possession here. But no. if we did, I mean, United would have the majority of it so far. Of course, it's taken a long time to get through 15 minutes worth of game. Right. The penalties of all the penalties. slowing that down. So turnover on downs there. Mercer County takes over first and ten from their own 32. And on the first play, it's a handoff to Matthew Lucas. And he's brought down by Hunter Hall and number 50, which is Devin Bouchon. Defensive lineman getting in on a tackle there. Good job there. That was a good tackle. Two-yard gain, so second and eight for Mercer County. When the defense has been on the field, they've done okay so far. They've had a couple decent runs, no big plays. Uh, our defense hasn't really committed very many penalties, but our offense has committed a lot. Showing a little blitz here, United is. Under center, quick pass to the left. It's high to 21, for, which is Owen Relander. He goes through his hands. They're going to call it incomplete. That's one of those borderline backwards. Right, right. From my angle, it definitely looked like it was forward. but yeah, They called it incomplete. So third now, third and eight for the Golden Eagles on a quick spot pass to the left. It's a big play for United defense. They need to hold them here and get the ball back, force them to punt. I can't see them going for it on fourth down from, from this, this at this end of the field anyway. Yeah. Mercer County now with three spread to the right, one to the left. Shotgun snap. Cox is going to roll to the right, and the throw is going to be short. That's an incomplete pass. It's going to be fourth and eight for the Mercer County Golden Eagles, and we might see our first punt of the night. I think you're going to. It looks like they're bringing in a punt team. So United's defense holding strong here against Mercer County. They've had the ball twice now? Yeah. Was that only their second possession? That's only their second possession. And Mercer County, or I mean, United's done a good job. They made them fumble once, got a turnover, and now they're getting a turnover on down to three and out. Quick three and out for the Red Storm. United hasn't had very many three and outs on defense this year, so that's progress in the right direction. Hunter Hall is deep to receive this kick. We'll watch for any trickery here. Snap is good. The kick is low. Line drive. Takes a high bounce, but Hunter's able to pull it in and gets nowhere. Bounced high. I thought he thought it was going to bounce right to him. It bounced up. He jumped up, got a hand on it, and was able to turn around and catch it before it hit the ground. Right. That right. is a dangerous play. To... Yeah. <laughs> by, turn, by the time he turned back around, the coverage was there and brought him down right away. But if he leaves it alone, it's probably going to have that weird bounce that's going to get another 15 or 20 yards. So 
Yeah. Coming up with it, saves him probably that. So, after a rough offensive possession, United comes back out and gets a three and out, forces a punt, and now they take over first and ten from their own 28-yard line. Again, old McMillan in at quarterback now. Uh, he's in for the injured Abel Wilson, who's still getting checked out by the trainers on the side. Hand off to McElwee, tries to bounce outside, and is brought down way behind the line of scrimmage. That's going to be a loss of four or five yards. Oh, he's slow getting up, too. And hopefully that's just frustration. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. Loss of four, it looks like. So it's going to be second and 14 for the Red Storm. 7-8 to play in the second quarter. I know we haven't had any yet, but uh what you know, touchdowns tonight are sponsored by Robert Thompson Trucking. Probably Rock, Sand, Dirt, and Green Hall and Eats. Call Robert Thompson Trucking. At 768-2697. Old McMillan now, Perry and McElwee in the backfield with him. A little hard count. Shotgun formation. Looking pass this time. Quick pass to the right to Hunter Hall. The pass is outside. It is caught. The line of scrimmage. The original original line of scrimmage. So a four-yard game there. Hunter kind of had to dive for it. Um... You know, you'd like to see him put it somewhere where maybe Hunter has a chance to turn around and make something happen. But, right, right. This is really uh, his first uh, game action other than late last week. Yeah. So he, his form looks good. Everything looks good about his uh, about his demeanor, I guess you might say. Sure. He looks ready to go. 6.37 left in the second quarter. Oh, McMillan again in shotgun. Two backs again. Two split to the left, one to the right. Snap is good. Another quick pass, this time to Copeland on the left, and it's a little high, but it goes right through his hands. Yeah, I think he should have had that. I think he was hearing footsteps. Man, sophomore, that's a hard hard thing. You hear those footsteps coming as a sophomore, and Elliott's a super athletic kid. He's he's not super big, though. Yeah, you throw it to him again, he'll catch it the next Yeah. Time. Now we're going to see a punt. Fourth down, now we're going to see a United punt. Now, Abel usually kicked it. I think. Pretty sure he punted the first uh, he week. He did. Last two weeks he did. So we're going to have a backup punter in, and I have not seen his number yet. It ends in a three, maybe. Yeah, something three. 53? Maybe three would be Mason Giddings. Snap is okay. It is. The kick is up. It's short. But it's past the 50-yard line. Wow, why is he laying on the ground? He's hurt. Is that the and that's the Yeah, that's the punter. Oh no, that's that's Derek Sargent. Oh no, no, or Elliot Copeland. I mean, number five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the coaches aren't happy about that. I think they think something should have been. Well, the bottom line there is that's a punt, just past the 50 yard line. So Mercer County is going to take over first and ten from their own 48 yard line. Coach Milroy was partly on the field on that one and got nothing out of it. 6.25 6.25 to play in the second quarter. Beautiful night for football tonight. Couldn't ask for much better weather for this. A little warm to start, but the sun's going down now, and the lights have really kicked in, and the temperature's perfect. Wishbone formation this time, a handoff to 21, which is Owen Relander, the right halfback. He takes it to the left-hand side, kind of a little blast package there. 
Gets about five yards. It's going to be second and five for Mercer County. That's the first wishbone formation we've seen out of them tonight. First time they've given him the ball. They might be looking to mix it up a little more now. Back to wishbone again. It's a fullback and two tailbacks, halfbacks, I should say. This time we're going to go the other way to Lucas. He's going to get hit the line of scrimmage, spin and fall forward, and gain about three or four yards on that. So good effort there, Matthew Lucas, to turn in what was probably a no game to a four-yard game. Basically, the same play again, just the other direction. Third and one now for the Golden Eagles. Well, they're certainly not looking to throw now because they have no receivers out there. You know, they are packing it in. Wishbone again. Cox under center. A little blitz from United. Back to Relander. Makes a spin. Dodges one tackle. Gets past the first down. And it's tackled after making the first down. Going to spot him at the 39-yard line. And it's going to be first and 10 from the Red Storm 39. Yeah, they're certainly not looking to pass now because they're not putting anybody white out there. Yeah, they packed it in. Not getting anything going on offense. They decided to go fundamental here and pack it in with this wishbone package. Relander and Lucas are the tailbacks, halfbacks. And same thing to Lucas now to this side, the right side. And he's going to get about six yards or so before he's brought down. Six or seven, maybe? Yeah, linebackers need to fill those gaps a little quicker. This is a little smash-mouth football here. You bring seven guys on the line of scrimmage, pack it in. They've got to do what they're doing. Run it between the tackles. But like we said earlier with United, I mean, you get four to seven yards of play, you're going to get there. There we go. There's a great play. Met him behind the line of scrimmage there. He's still no game, it looks like. Yeah, no game. Third and four now. Third and three. Four minutes to play in the second quarter. Third and three for the Golden Eagles. That was uh, that was a great play there by Jacob McElwee. He he got that line, and he got right through that gap and hit him in the backfield. Yeah, this entire possession now, they run the same play, and they just alternated directions. Right. Uh, back to the – yeah. We would have called these a 34 or 34 dive and a 23 or 25 dive, something like that. They do it again this time to Lucas. He comes to the right, and this time he gets enough for the first down. Yeah, that's a nine-yard game this time. First and ten for Mercer County now on the 18 or 22-yard line, 23-yard line. Sorry, 3:34 to play in the second quarter. First and ten, Mercer County getting their first bit of life on offense, and they're doing it with uh, one play to one side or the other. Lucas is looking a little worn out. This time they fake it, throw a pass to the sideline, he's out of bounds. That's going to be incomplete. Yeah. He was three, three, three yards out of bounds before yeah. the ball got to him. They basically had run, I didn't count, but they'd run the same play just back and forth, one side to the other with those halfbacks. Probably six, seven times. Yeah. And that time they staked it and tried to throw a quick out pass and, uh, to the tight end. And he he was, I mean, even if he'd have caught it, he was going to be way out of bounds. Right. So second and ten after that incomplete pass. 319 to play in the half. Wishbone again. They're going to go back to Relander. He's got some space on the left. Cuts back. Got a lot of space. And is brought down inside the 
They're inside the five-yard line by the defensive backs of United, and now Mercer County, after getting nothing going on offense for this entire first half, is threatening to score here with some really basic offense, some smash-mouth football here. Same thing, back to Relander on the left. He jumps over one tackler. Oh, I think he lost the ball. I think they're going to call him down. The official's pointing at the ground. Yeah, calling him down short of the goal line at least. So first and goal there from the four. They give it to Relander over the left, and he gets down to the basically the one-yard line. So it's for, or second and goal now from the one. Mercer County threatening here, 2.40 to play in the second quarter. See if they do something right up the middle this time. A little goal line defense for the red keeper. Yeah, there he goes. Colby Cox up the middle. All we had to do basically was fall forward, and he's able to do so. So the first score of the night comes with 2.30 to go in the second quarter, and it's on a one-yard quarterback keeper from Colby Cox. Mercer County takes a 6 to nothing lead. And it looks like they do not have a kicker, so we're going to see a two-point attempt here, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Damn, we're going to see another two-point conversion here. Six-nothing, 2.30 to play. Mercer County finally gets the ball in the end zone. Really good job by the United defense to this point. Wishbone formation again. This time they split one guy far to the left. This handles the snap a little bit, gives it to Lucas, goes over the right tackle. He's met at the goal line, but falls in, and that two-point conversion is good. So with 2.30 to play in the second quarter, Mercer County takes an 8-0 lead with the first touchdown of the night. We'll take a 30-second break, and we'll come back for this kickoff. You're listening to Red Storm Football on the WRM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football on the Prairie Communications Sports Network here in the Victor Roy Furniture Broadcast booth alongside Ron Grant. I'm Casey Grant, and with 2.30 remaining in this first half of play, the uh, Mercer County Golden Eagles take the first lead of the game with a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and the score sits at 8-0 to zero against the Red Storm. You know, Mercer County setting the kickoff here. They're going left to right as we sit. Kicker is number 18, Alex Wadden. And here he comes. Swings the leg through, kicks it deep. Hunter Hall's going to catch it in the middle. Some blockers in front of him. Trying to find some place to return. Wrapped up around the 30-yard line and brought down. Gonna get, they're going to spot it. Where are they going to spot that? 31-yard line? It looks like about the 31 I think so. So was that about an 11-yard return? So 10 yards? Yeah, I'm not sure it was that much. Maybe five or six. Maybe a little less than that. We're going to have to look where he caught it at. So first and 10 for the Red Storm. A little two-minute drill action here. 2.25 remaining in the first quarter. Or, sorry, the first half. And we're going to have 32 for the Red Storm. Kate Murray, along with Derek Stark, is split to the left. Hunter Hall to the right. And McAwee and Sperry in the backfield. Again, Owen McMillan in. Fake handoff, short throw. That might have got tipped, actually. I think he got hit or it got tipped, one or the other. One or the other, because it was quite short. So, incomplete pass on first down there. Second and 10 now, 222 to play. On their own 31-yard line. Again, if you're just joining us, Babel Wilson went down with an injury. He's still sitting on the bench. He's got a... You know, he's got his right leg all wrapped up, it looks like. Yeah. We're a long ways away. I'm assuming it's ice, so I don't know what 
exactly what happened, but Owen McMillan, the junior, is in at quarterback. Low snap, gets the handoff to Perry. He's trying to get the edge, but Lucas is able to track him down and tackle him. That's going to be a tackle for a loss, and Mercer County is going to call a timeout here. They're going to see an opportunity to stop the clock. It's going to be second and 11. Yeah, second and 12, even. Right. For the Red Storm, so they're looking for a chance to get the ball back and maybe put some more points on the board for the half is over. 2.13 to play. It's a Tinkham's Electric timeout. Look for electric contract you can trust. Call Tinkham's Electric. 335-3034. We'll be back in 30 seconds for more Red Storm football. Welcome back to Red Storm football here in Alito, Illinois, where the Red Storm are taking on the Mercer County Golden Eagles in their week three matchup, the IHSA football season. All right now with 2.13 remaining in this first half of play, the Red Storm are down 8 nothing. They've got third and 12 from their own 28-yard line or 29-yard line, and they're looking to do a two-minute drill action and move the ball down the floor, down the field, sorry. And we're going to have a flag, and it's going to be a false start. Boy, the, the penalties. United is really shooting themselves in the foot tonight with penalties. The crazy thing is, the lead, I mean, Mercer County's had a couple penalties that would have been, that could have been killer for them. I mean, could have killed Mercer County as well. Right. But every time they give us a break like that, we give them about four back. Yep. Mercer County's had five penalties, four of them are 15 yarders. Yeah. So third and 17 now for the Red Storm. Three split to the long side, that's far side. He's looking left. Oh, and he's brought down around the neck. I'm not sure why that's not a penalty. And Mercer County is going to call timeout. I mean, he got tackled around the neck or around the head. I mean, I think Milroy is trying to find out why that's not a penalty, too. But I'm not sure. I didn't know you could tackle him around the neck like that. But they called yeah. him for, I, I don't know. I don't know either. So that's another timeout here. By Mercer County, and we are going to stay here with us. Reminder tonight, another quick Diamond Ag and Midwest Seeds know that the best ideas come from the field. Diamond Ag striving to earn your business every day. Contact Sam Brownlee, seed manager for Diamond Ag in Alibo, Alexis, and Knoxville for all your seed needs. Diamond Ag and Midwest Seeds. 205 remaining in the second quarter. United facing a fourth and long, fourth and 25 here. Backup quarterback Owen McMillan has been in, and United's going to punt it. Actually, they're going to come out, line up. We had an extra guy. I had to send him off. And now we're ready to punt. I believe that is number 53, Mason Giddings. Yeah, that's a really short oh, no. Oh, and he's going to catch it and return it. Oh, but he's brought down the punter. The punter chased him down. Mason Giddings made the tackle. So that kick only went gosh, 5, 10, 20 15, yards. 20 yards. Uh, the, our, our, our coverage outran the punt. Well, yeah, big time. And then the Mercer County guy that was underneath, it's not the returner, nope, uh, saw an opportunity to catch a clean and go. And I thought he was going to get there, but the punter himself, Mason Giddings, came out of nowhere and tackled him. 
Uh, either way, with a minute 57 left, uh, Mercer County defense pulls off a stop there, uh, along with United stopping themselves with penalties again. And they're going to get first and goal from the 10 with a minute 57 to go. So they got two minutes to punch it in from 10 yards down. They're going right back to this wishbone set. You're going to get to Relander. He's going to go over the left tackle, makes a spin, dodges the tackle, runs over a guy, gets to the end zone. It's another touchdown. And just like that, the defense of United had held Mercer County to a scoreless game all the way to two and a half minutes left in the half. And in the last 40 seconds, Mercer County has scored twice. Right? I think they scored that first one at 2.30 left, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, so with a minute 50 left, they score again. So 40 seconds have run off the clock, and Mercer County has scored twice now, and they're going to step up and attempt a two-point conversion again. They're going to go back to a two-split to the right look in a shotgun formation with Cox at quarterback and Lucas as his one running back. He's going to look to pass to the right. And he's got nothing. He's going to tuck it and run. He's going to get there. The two-point conversion is good by Colby Cox as he keeps it, runs it in. And just like that, scores 16 to nothing. United with a scoreless game now is down two touchdowns, 16 to nothing with a minute 50 remaining in this second quarter. Let's take a 30-second break and come back for this kickoff. You're listening to Red Storm Football on the WRM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football here in Alito, Illinois, where the Red Storm have now Gone down 16 to nothing to the Mercer County Golden Eagles here with a minute 50 remaining in this second quarter. Uh, the Mercer County Eagles have taken a quick two touchdown lead here in the last 40 seconds. And uh, boy, the store of the offense has been decent except for penalties. And United's really shooting himself in the foot. Here comes the kick left to right. They kick it deep down the middle again. Or, sorry, I'm sorry, to the left this time. Sam Perry catches it. He's looking to go. Finds a little space and is met with another helmet. I think they're going to get another helmet-to-helmet penalty here. And uh, the Mercer County fans are are not happy about this. Or the coaches, I should say, for that matter. But it's going to be another personal foul. Helmet-to-helmet contact there. So I think that's another 15-yard penalty. It happened at about the 32 or 33-yard line. Sam Perry was the returner. And so now they're going to push him down 15 yards, I believe. Yeah, so that's going to take us all the way down. The minute 45 in the second quarter here. And now United gets to go first and 10 from their own 47-yard line. So big help there, shorten the field up quite a bit. Let's see if United can take care of that, take advantage of that, I mean. And the line judge here on this near side still got a Mercer County coach in his ear. Almost didn't get there. Hand off to McElwee, tries to cut back up the middle and gets maybe a yard, I think. It's second and nine from the 43-yard line, 48-yard line. That might have been a generous spot. I'm not sure he got there, but... Yeah hard, to tell. yeah, hard to tell from this angle, but he cut back towards the middle. Ole Miss Millen in the quarterback. Shotgun formation. He's got Perry and McElwee with him. Sergeant's here split to the far side by himself. One-on-one coverage. Second and nine. Snap is good. Back to McElwee up the middle, and he's 
swallowed up on the inside. That ball popped out, but that was way after the whistle. Mercer County kid's going to run almost to the end zone and turn it. But you go that far, just go to the end zone. Right. <laughs> the ball popped out, but the play was, I mean, the whistle, The ball popped out after the whistle was blown. So right. it was long dead. No gain on the play there. Third and nine. 42 seconds. Clock is running. Two runs. I think United's looking to run the clock out here. Yeah. I need to re, revamp things at halftime. Make some adjustments. Get a break. Again, McMillan, a quarterback. 28 to play. Going to hand it to Perry this time. Perry finds a little bit of space there. Decent run. And Mercer County, I think, is going to call a timeout. Yeah. He wants that ball back again. So a decent run there by Sam Perry. What's that, about a six- or seven-yard game? Six-yard game. Six. It's going to be fourth and three for the Red Storm. Fourth and three. They are now on the uh, Golden Eagle 45-yard line. So they've flipped the field now, gone to the other side. But a fourth and fourth down here, what do you think is going to happen? I think, I mean, I, you got to go for it. You're past the 50 yard line. You might as I mean, look what happened on the last punt. Yeah. I mean, you might as well go for it. And there's only 21 seconds left. If there's a minute left, maybe not. But 21 seconds, they're out of timeout. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd run a pass. I wouldn't stop the clock, though. Well, Well, they'll stop it up and change change of possession or a first down, either way. Right, right. But I'm going to pass. I mean, even if you throw a pick, as long as you make a tackle. I mean, a pick at this point isn't yep. going to be any worse than our punts at this point. Right. So yep, we're going to punt. We are going to punt. Okay. And that's why we announced on the radio and not coach. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. We can't guess right. So Mason Giddings back to punt again. Snaps good. The kick's away. It's a short line drive. Hits a a Red Storm player in our home, the back of the head, and then goes out of bounds. So Ran a few seconds off the clock, 15 seconds remaining. Mercer County gets the ball first and 10 from their own 35, 36-yard line. 15 seconds. I don't know. You just got two quick scores. Yeah. I, I mean, we know. guessed wrong before, but I don't know. I feel like Mercer County, I feel like these coaches are ticked off enough at some of these calls that they're going to try and throw something and put another one in if they can. Well, if they weren't going to do that, they wouldn't have called timeout. They'd let the clock run out if they weren't going to try to get another score. So 15 seconds, three spread to the right, one to the left, one guy in the backfield. That's Lucas with Colby Cox. He's looking straight past. A little protection, steps up, still looking to throw, and he's going to get hit in the backfield and brought down eventually. Inbounds, so the clock runs. It's going to run out. That's going to be the end of the first half. And so with that, folks, we end the first half of play here in Alito. The Red Storm put up a good fight for a little while, but in 40 seconds worth of time on the clock, the Mercer County Golden Eagles put up two scores and go in at halftime up 16-0. to Uh, We'll take a break ourselves. We'll be back with our halftime show in just a minute. You're listening to Red Storm Football on WRM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to the Prairie Communication Sports Network in the Victoria's Furniture Broadcast booth where the United Red Storm are taking on the Mercer County Golden Eagles in Alito tonight. Alongside Ron Grant, I'm Casey Grant, and you are listening to the LMP Insurance Agency Halftime Show for your auto, home, commercial, lot, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. 
today. Our halftime score, United is uh, uh, trailing to Mercer County, 16-0. to zero. Uh, Those 16 points were scored late in that second quarter in the last two and a half minutes, basically. Uh, and uh, Mercer, or United held up well and then got down 16 to nothing there right before the halftime. Uh, let's take a look at who scored the first half, courtesy of Save a Lot of Food, Save a Lot of Time, Save a Lot of Money, Save a Lot of Food Stores in Monmouth. First half scoring summary, Dad. Hey, it was really no scoring until there was uh, two minutes, two and a half minutes left in the second quarter when Colby uh, Cox scored on a one-yard run for Mercer County. Uh, the two-point run by Lucas was good, and Mercer County led eight to nothing. After a short punt and a return back to the 10-yard line at the 150 mark, Relander scored for Mercer County from on a 10-yard run, and Cox then converted the two-point run and uh, United trailed 16 to nothing at halftime. Would have been a pretty boring scoring report uh, until that last two and a half minutes. Uh, and honestly, it was 40 seconds uh, on the clock anyways that it took Mercer County to score twice and get two two-point conversions. Right. Otherwise, it's been a pretty... Field position was the name of the game at that point. Yeah. Although that last drive there, Mercer County, with that scoring drive, I mean, they, they marched, I forget where they started, but they went probably 70 yards, 60, 70 yards it on that, it was on that uh, wishbone formation. Right. They, uh, they, they took over possession somewhere around the 40 or 45, maybe. But either way, they did. They just ran it right down their throats and got it done. And punched it in. Figured out kind of the, I would, ex- I would expect to see more of that in the second half. I mean, it, until United stops it, I mean, that's what I would keep doing. It worked. Yeah, it did. Uh, let's look at some stats here for both teams. Dad's got those. The statistician extraordinaire. What do you got? Uh, for United, uh, in the rushing department, they had uh, 21 carries for 34 yards. Seems like every time they picked up a few yards, then they lost some. They gave them back. So, uh, Abel Wilson had six carries for 21 yards before he went out with an injury. Jake McElwee had eight carries for three yards. He was up as high as 10, but then he, they just started tackling him in the backfield. So uh, Sam Perry had six carries for 18 yards, and uh, McMillan uh, basically has an eight-yard loss on a quarterback sack. Yeah. Um, and then the passing department, Abel Wilson was uh, one for two for 32 yards. McMillan was uh, one for three for four yards, and both of those went to Hunter Hall, who had both catches for the total of 36 yards in the passing game. Uh, Mercer County had 15 carries for 93 yards. They were led by Matthew Lucas with uh, six carries for 42 yards, Owen Relander for 46 carries for 41 yards. And I might mention... I think most of his carries came late in that second quarter yeah. when they were running it down their throat. So he did a good job for them then. I think Colby Cox, the quarterback, had three carries for 10 yards. In the passing department, Cox is one for four for 11 yards, completed his first pass, and then everything since then has been complete. And that pass was completed to William Fredrickson for that 11 yards. Here's another stat I'm going to talk about. We've talked about it so far, the penalties. Mm-hmm. Penalties are, honest, quite frankly, are, are killing both teams. And yeah. Just the mere fact that Mercer County is up 16 to nothing both well for them because they have, I have them for nine penalties, sorry, six penalties for 80 yards. <laughs> Five of them are 15-yarders. That's, I mean, uh, 
those are things that I know the coach is going to be unhappy about. United yeah. has nine penalties for 60 yards. So you, know, you know what they say, Dad? Go big or go home, right? If you're going to get the penalty, you might as well get the 15 well, yarder. Yeah, but it's shooting themselves <laughs> in the foot. You know, when they quit getting the penalties, they march it down the field. And I'm sure the coach is going to tell them that. that yeah. Uh, United has to clean their game up big time, especially on offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like United's offense. Well, before it got hurt, United's offense could move the ball a little bit. I felt like they, they completed a pass or two. They were running the ball okay a couple of times. I mean, they were getting stopped here and there. Then but every time, yeah, then they'd have a false start, and then they'd have a holding penalty, or then they'd, I mean, they just kept going backwards and backwards and backwards. Every time they get some momentum and get a little positive, then they get sent backwards again. Uh, on the upside, the snaps have been okay tonight so oh. far. I have not seen a snap hit the ground all day. Yeah, the snaps have been great today. Snaps have been good today, so that's good. I know that was a struggle last week, so they have improved at least in that area uh, tonight. We'd also like to thank tonight the Regional Office of Education of Warren Henderson, Knox, and Mercer Counties. The Regional Office of Education number 33 serves our schools and communities by providing educational resources, partnerships, and opportunities. School absences add up. Attendance counts. Uh, I only have a couple local scores for you tonight. Actually, one. Uh, only one that I saw reported. Uh, Macomb, Rosa Williamsfield actually traveled to Macomb tonight. And a uh, big matchup there. Macomb's decent this year. Rosa Williamsfield, I think, is 2-0. and And in the second quarter there, Macomb led Rosa Williamsfield 20-14. to The only other score I have is from eight-man football. And that is uh, West Central. Is playing Ridgewood and West Ridgewood. Ridgewood. <laughs> Can you spell that? No, no I can't. Uh, West Central leads Ridgewood uh, at the half, 32 to eight. Um, and uh, West Central's Caden Grossi uh, has four touchdowns already in that game. Again, that's the eight-man lead. Uh, Dad, we talked about this a minute ago, but I spent a number of years in the film coaching JFL football, and that Grossi kid, he played. JFL against us, and he was a hoss back then. It seems like he's still a hoss now. So, it, it, uh, you know, he started out even as a freshman as uh, the, the guy to watch in the area because I know, I believe, when he was in seventh grade, he won the state track championship for, uh, for West Central by himself <laughs> by winning the sprint event and the long jump, I believe. So he's quite an athlete, and uh, I believe he's a senior this year. He's pretty much uh, got to be. He's been there forever. Be. Yeah, because it's been a number of years now since I cooked JFL, which has fifth and sixth graders. But yeah, anyway, I think he's, so he's the guy to watch in this area. That's, I believe, is where uh, Sean Temple and Jeff Ewing and, and Coach Adolphson are at the uh, West Central Griswold game there tonight watching that game. Monmouth Roseville plays tomorrow. They play, they get Morris, Morris, Morris in tomorrow night. Uh, so Saturday night game. Uh, I'm sure you can catch that game on 97.7 WMOI. Sean and Jeff will be on that call, I'm guessing. So that's tomorrow night, Monmouth Roseville against Morris, and that game is at home uh, if you're looking for something to go to. I believe it's a 5 o'clock start. I, I think I saw that, yeah, 5 o'clock start tomorrow night. So that's uh, the other area action happening right now. Again, if you just joined us, there's, it's halftime here in Alito where the United Red Storm are taking on the Mercer County Golden Eagles, and they are trailing 16 to nothing too. Uh, the Golden Eagles. Mercer County scored two touchdowns. Uh, their first one with 2.30 left in the second quarter, and their second one with a minute 50 left in the second quarter. 
so two quick touchdowns at the very end of the half. Abel Wilson went down in the second quarter with an injury, uh, something to his leg. He sat on the bench with his uh, right leg wrapped up for the rest of that first half, and Owen McMillan, the backup junior quarterback, came in and finished the second half, or the first half, I'm sorry, and uh, came in actually his first play from the line of scrimmage was a fourth and like 25, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long pass play. Yeah, well, real long, short, but it's a good effort. Yeah, yeah. He's getting his feet wet now. Tough spot to come in for your first play uh, as as a backup quarterback. So I'm sure United's making some adjustments. One, obviously, they got to clean up the play a little bit and uh, do less less penalties. 100 percent less penalties. Yeah, I, I, would, uh, I would go. I want to go back to McMillan again. I think he's showing some poise out there. For yeah, not getting a lot of playing time. He really seems he acts like he knows what he's doing. He's given it 100%, and I think you're going to see some good things out of him so second half. Yeah, I mean, you know, the backup guys, I mean, they're there for a reason. They they get the reps. They do the stuff, too, so it's not like they don't know what they're doing. So, you know, you like to see a guy like that get a chance. You like to see him step up. I'm sure here at halftime the coaches are making sure that everybody's clear with what's going on and who's in and where to go and what to do and, all that because anytime you have a backup in, it can throw off the timing a bit. But so far, we said the snaps have been good. The offense has moved the ball okay when they got the chance. The defense honestly held Mercer County really well until Mercer County started running that, that wishbone there at the end. And uh, we just got to figure out how to pack in that defense and not get burnt still on a pass now and then. Because right. we know they can pass it. We made a couple tackles when we uh, when the linebackers put in those holes and filled the holes quicker. Yeah. They just have to they got to fill those gaps quicker than they are because you can't give them five yards and then hit them. Yeah, you got to slow them down at the line first. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments the Red Storm make here for the second half. Uh, we're going to take a break in a second, but the Mercer County Golden Eagles, their fans, they got some parents out here with torches. Uh, to kind of light the way for the kids coming back in. We used to get that one. Uh, I think yeah. United might still do that, don't they, on senior night? What's interesting about this one is I don't know what they're using for the torches, but if you watch, uh, they're holding those out over the path, and they're all dripping flames. Uh, like I they're bet. dripping stuff down. They don't like to see that on that track. I'm, though, yeah, I'm guessing that's not great for the track. It's especially not great for a player when he runs and runs through it. So I hope they back up here. We're praying for fire safety here. Here come the Golden <laughs> Eagles back out on the field. Anyways, we're going to take a break. We'll come back here for the rest of our halftime show. Uh, you are listening to Red Storm Football on WRM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to the Big Roy Furniture Broadcast booth and the United Red Storm Football with the LNP Insurance Agency Halftime Show. For your auto home, commercial life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Today again, our halftime score tonight is 16 to nothing. The Mercer County Golden Eagles lead the United Red Storm uh, with two touchdowns there to end the second half. Uh, Mercer County was able to take a lead there. And Dan, what do you think are some keys here to this second half? Well, first of all, I think United has to uh, when they get possession of the ball, they need to maintain that possession and march it down the field to finish it. You know, kind of like what I said to start the game. They have to do a better job on offense. The first quarter and a half, we did pretty good keeping the ball out of Mercer County's hands. And if they don't have the ball, they can't score. But 
that's great, but you got to score yourself. Otherwise, one thing they have done, well, they have given up the big play. They've that's made true. them earn the two scores that they got for the most part. So, Yep, yep, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this in the first half a little bit, that if, if we kept track of time of possession, United would be way ahead on that. I mean, way ahead. Mercer County got a little bit of a back in that end of that second quarter, but generally speaking, United had the ball uh, a lot more on offense than Mercer County did. Well, and I honestly, just to be a better game, both teams have to clean up the penalty situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see anybody get penalties like that. It, it just it just muddies the water, so to speak. So I'd like to see both teams actually clean that up just to make it a better game in that respect. But uh, they're all playing hard, and you can't fault them for that. Sometimes things happen, and you kind of get stuck with a penalty. But uh, if they clean that up, it'll be a much better played second half, I think. Yeah, I mean, you always want to see a cleaner game. Uh, more fun to watch. It goes faster. I mean, that first half took a while. I don't even know what time it is. 8-19, I mean, it took a little bit. Uh, but part of that was all those penalties killed that clock uh, over and over again. So, yeah, you always want to see a cleaner game. I'd like to see United clean that up a little bit. I'd like to see their offense get going with Owen McMillan in. Uh, he's over on the side warming up again. I haven't seen – I wasn't paying real close attention to him, but I didn't see if Abel came back out at all. Yeah, um, he, but he, he went down with his leg all high steps. So he was down with their team in the end zone there when they were talking at halftime, and he was getting some help walking back to the bench. So he's he's done for the night, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have to see how he is. We hope and pray that that's uh, something easy and simple that won't keep him out for too long for multiple reasons, not just for the team, but for his sake as well. So we'll be uh, if we get any info on that, we will let you know. Uh, we're getting ready to start off the second half here. And, again, you were listening to the um, LNP Insurance Agency Halftime Show. And uh, LNP Insurance Agency, if you're uh, auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rick Kunkel or Judy Martin at 734-2116 today. All kickoffs tonight are sponsored by Farm King, the family store with more since 1959. And United is up to kickoff here. This is their first kickoff of the night. They received the opening kickoff and have not scored. So this is the first we get to see them do that. And I believe the kicker is Rodriguez, right? He's going to do an onside kick that only goes about six yards and goes out of bounds. Uh, Chris Rodriguez there at that kick. So uh, no chance to recover that. Didn't go far enough. And uh, Mercer County is going to get the ball start the second half, it's going to be first and ten. They're going to get a start on United's 44-yard line uh, with that kick. So that's the downside to that. That's a pretty good field possession to start the second half. Yeah. That answers our question, though. I and mean, you mentioned last week they had trouble with the kickoff. I expected, uh, I expected an onside kick there. I just didn't expect it to go basically straight sideways. <laughs> yeah. So, first and ten for the Golden Eagles. They go back to a spread here. Shotgun formation. Lucas in the backfield. Motion from Relander across to the left. Colby's going to pitch it to Lucas on the outside. He's got a couple blocks trying to get the edge. Hunter Hall chasing him down. Knocks him out of bounds. And we got the, that one referee called two flags. There's a late hit on the second one, probably. I'm not sure what the first one is. The first one was, I don't know either, but the same ref. Face mask. The same ref threw two flags on that play. So, so much for cleaning up the second half. Yeah, first play from the line of scrimmage, we get two flags from the same referee. I don't even know. Did he throw two yellow flags? He did. 
Hey, who cares? Two yellow. He, you know, at halftime, he went in and got more flags. Well, they, they, they might have been throwing them away. They've thrown so many of them. But, but yeah, he, uh, he threw them both. They've thrown enough flags in the first half. He, they all decided they needed to grab a second one. I think these are both, could be both against United. I I'm think sure. they are. Now, first one's a face. Oh, no. That was a face mask on Mercer County. Offsetting. And then a personal foul. Late hit. Late hit on United. So he's going to call him. Where are they marking? Wait a minute. Why are they marking the yardage off? Don't they well, offset? Well, it's offsetting. He gets the ball where the play landed. I thought you ran the play over. Well, no, now they're going to talk about it. I think you run the play over, don't you? Well, well, that's not. They're still talking. Basically, still so I don't still, know. It's still first down, though. Are you, they're still trying yeah, to Yeah, Mil- Milroy's talking to the line judge on that side. I'm, I'm in the bottom line here. Wait a second. Yeah, okay, there they move. They're taking the down. play. They offset, but they're taking the play. So, second and two. Sorry, guys, we're a little confused here. Second and two for the Golden Eagles. So, offsetting penalties. They went back to tie. Cox is going to keep it, bounce to the left, get outside. 20, way past the first down, down inside 20. And he's forced out of bounds by the Red Storm defense. But now before he gets a large game there. On a second and short, 24-yard game. A 24-yard there and a keeper from Colby Cox, the quarterback. I don't know if it – I mean, it looked like maybe it was intended to be a keeper, but they haven't gone back to the wishbone. I thought they'd come out and come right back to that wishbone and just – I'm a little surprised they did. Yeah, but they've gone back to their original shotgun offense here with Lucas in the backfield, a couple spreads to the left. They're going to give it to Lucas this time. Oh, he found a hole. Boy, he drug that out and picked a spot and went up field. Honestly, they, it wasn't a terrible defensive effort by the Red Storm, but, it, man, he just found the one hole and was able to shoot up the field and get inside right at the five-yard line. And it's going to be first and goal for the Golden Eagles now from the five. They figured out a little bit on offense here. Boy, they, we had a linebacker shoot in and almost get the quarterback on the handoff there, but Lucas found a hole and made it happen. They give it back to Lucas. He's going back to the right around the edge, and he runs over a player to go into the end zone. And that's going to be another touchdown for the Golden Eagles. Number eight, Matthew Lucas there, a five-yard touchdown run, 10-54 remaining in the third quarter. Boy, once they start to score, they... United hasn't been able to stop them now. Now uh, it certainly opened up the floodgates. It looks like the first time they crossed the goal line. They're on a mission now. Yeah, Twenty-two to zero now. Ten fifty-four to play in the third quarter. Mercer County with the lead, and United looking to plug some holes here. Boy, I mean, the best thing you can do at this point to respond is to stop this two-point conversion, obviously, and then make something happen on offense here. Same formation, motion again from. Freelander, Colby Cox, he's looking to pass. A little pressure from the Red Storm, and he's not going to get it this time. He's going to get tackled short, and a two-point conversion is no good. So that's the first step. The next step is to get something going on offense, or even better, get a good return here. But 10.54 remaining in the third quarter. Uh, Golden Eagles get on the scoreboard again, 22 to nothing over the Red Storm right now. 
And uh, Red Storm's going get to get the ball back here and see if they can get their offense going in this second half. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm really surprised that Mercer County changed their offensive game plan, but it worked that time. Yeah. They got a touchdown out of it running it that way, too. So I think maybe they thought United might have made some changes to counter that, that wishbone offense. So they come out and do something different again. So as a good, as a good coach, that's exactly what I would do. When they, you think they're going to be ready for it, then you change it up. Yeah, I mean, I was convinced they were going to come back out, get into that wishbone, and just start smashing it up the middle again, or yeah. over, over the tackle, I should say. Yeah, since it worked so well at the end of that second quarter. Yeah. But yeah, another another reason why we are up here and not down there, I guess. That's right. So Mercer County setting up to kick off here. You know, all kickoffs are sponsored by a farm team, the family store with more since 19. 19- 59. We haven't had a United touchdown yet, but if we did, it'd be sponsored by Robert Thompson Trucking for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. Number 18 for Alito back to, or for Mercer County back to kick off. Hunter Hall was deep and in the center. This time they're going to kick it short onside, but we're going to have offsides here. Offsides on the uh, Mercer County there on the kick. There's another penalty. Oh, yeah. This one on Mercer County, so I'll back him up and re-kick here. Now we have to pay attention for the the, the onside kick again. I'm a little surprised they did an onside kick. I mean, why would yeah. you give up good field position when you kick it deep and, get, and probably end up with better field position for yourself, the way things are going? But, yeah. Well, I, I mean, well, I don't know. I'm not going to try and guess what they do because we've been wrong all night. That's right. That's why we're here. <laughs> so back them up five yards. Now they're going to do a kickoff again from the uh, their own 35-yard line. And we'll see what he does this time. This time he kicked it deep. Perry's under it. Going to catch it clean. Try and get a load of steam going forward. Does and then is met and brought down about the 32, 33-yard line. And United offense going to get to take over first and ten. It's about a ten-yard return. Decent return for Sam Perry, who has taken on a much bigger role since the first week. We got a couple runs the first week, did a good job. Last week ran the ball some more, and today he's gotten some more carries. So, um, you know, good for him, Good, good experience for him as well. Owen McMillan in the quarterback. He's got McElwee and Perry uh, flanking in on the right and left. We've got three wide receivers. Hunter Hall is by himself on the short side, which is the far side. And uh, I believe it's Copeland and, well, maybe Murray. Can't see the numbers. I think it's Murray. Be a belly rub there. The McElwee, boy, bounced out of a tackle there and ended up turning what was probably a three-yard gain into a six-yard gain, maybe. Yeah, seven yards, seven. six, six to seven. So good that run there by Jake McElwee. Second and four now for the Red Storm. Looking to get something going on offense here after giving up uh, a couple quick score, uh, scores here on defense. McMillan again in the background or the backfield. Shotgun formation, good snaps tonight so far. 
That one's a little low, but still all right. Back to McElwee, same play. Finds a hole, gets to the outside, gets plenty of space there. Gets all the way down to the other side of the field, down under Mercer County territory, down to about a 35 yard. A big run for Jake McElwee. That's a pepperoni's pizza first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan, including three options. Pepperoni's pizza, 24 yard run. 24-yard run for Jake McElwee. Well done there, buddy. Good job running. Uh, we've said this before. McElwee runs good. He runs low, runs hard, runs fast. And if you find a little space, he can make something happen. So glad to see that there, a little something going for the offense. That will usually help that uh, quarterback relax a little bit as well. So we got Sargent and Copeland to the near side. Hall to the left. Perry and McElwee in the backfield. A little hard count from the offense. Shotgun formation. Snap is good. Hand off to McElwee. Same play. This time he's wrapped up in the backfield. That's going to be a tackle for loss there. Ran the same play three times in a row. That third time, they finally got a piece of it there. Yeah. I'll, I'll take one out of three if you get 24 yards every time. That's probably <laughs> yeah, right. not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get that. But if you could, yeah, that, 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 math-wise, that'll, that'll go just fine. Okay. We're, we're in four-down territory. We're certainly, you know, we're trailing 22 to nothing. We're not punting from inside their 40s, so we got three more plays to get it. Second and 13. Same formation. Quick pass. Oh, and it's short right through the hands of the Mercer County defender. Huh? Something, a little miscommunication there. Hunter Hall was going down the sideline and owing through that more to a spot, not to a running down the sideline Hunter Hall. So incomplete pass there takes us to third and 13 for the Red Storm. Yeah, that was uh, that was real close to being a pick six. If he'd have hung on to that, there was nobody between him and the end zone. Yeah. At the same time, I wonder if they'd have like, been in sync there and he'd have thrown it kind of deep to Hunter. I felt like he had some space, too. So, third and 13 now, same formation. And Perry this time finds a little space. He gets past the original line of scrimmage down to the 35-yard line. About a five-yard game there, and it's going to be fourth and eight for the Red Storm. Fourth and eight. Fourth and eight for the Red Storm. Okay. Trying to get something going on offense here. 8.45 remaining in the third quarter. Down 22 to nothing. All by himself again. The ball's right in the middle of the field now, so Hall's on the right, uh, Sargent and Copeland on the left, Perry and McAlee in the backfield with McMillan. And shotgun snap, a little hard count again. Looking to pass, quick pass. Good Copeland play. this time, tries to cut back, get up the field, almost to the 30, uh, 25. Yeah, they're going to first down. Good job there by Copeland. Make the catch and get forward up the field, get a first down. That's another pepperonis pizza first down. Casual pizza, pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan and gluten free options. That's a good 10 yard play right there. Good catch by sophomore Elliot Goldman there. Had one go through his hands earlier, and I'm sure he was glad to get a chance to make up for that and get a first down there. So good job there. Again, United's offense getting a little motion here, a little. Movement forward, that's what we were kind of looking for, see if they can keep this going and sustain this drive. Same formation now, hand off to Perry, looking up the middle, finds a hole, cuts back to the left. Oh, the ball is ripped out of his hands, a turnover there. That's going to be recovered by the Golden Eagles. 
Ah, that's the risk of running tall like he does. That ball's super exposed, and good job by the Golden Eagles there to rip it out. So just like that, a Red Storm getting it going on offense, and they're going to get it turned over and kill that momentum. Every time we get the momentum, we do something to kill it. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, he got his hands right on the ball and just pulled it right out. Yeah, of there. Ripped it right out of there. Again, you know, we talked a little bit about, or I did at least, about Sam Perry running tall. He runs good. He runs hard. He runs runs strong. He's fast. But when he runs standing straight up like that, it's hard to protect that ball as well. And I imagine he's going to do some looking at that this week. So, right. oh, big play there by the United defense. 22 Jake with a blitz there from the linebacker spot. No flags. Just a flat-out tackle for a loss there. That quick handoff, though, that was Lucas, wasn't it, that got it? Yeah. Yeah. I think a handoff to Lucas and a loss of six, six on there? I think six. Three, four, five, six, seven. I call it seven. Uh, agree, disagree. Yeah. 7-15 remaining in the third. <laughs> Yards to go is 16. That means a six-yard loss. Yeah, but you were you were different than the scoreboard earlier, so I don't know okay. if I'm going to trust that now. All right, all right. Second and second and long is what it is. Second and long right now. McAvoy looking to lift again. This time they get it to Lucas. Goes around the edge on the left, back to the original line of scrimmage before he's brought down. And uh, based on that, it'd be around a six or seven-yard gain. To get back to the line of scrimmage. Should we argue about that one, too? No, that's okay. okay. They heard okay. that one argument. We can argue about something else in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, 6.38 remaining in the third. Third and 10 now. Third and 10 for the Golden Eagles. They're on their own. Is that the 17-yard line? Yeah. Their own 17, third and 10, three to the right. One back in the backfield and a flag right off the bat. The United defense trying to point at Mercer County, saying it's them jumping. And I believe, where's the white at? Yeah, false start there. So it is on Mercer County. And just like that, we get another penalty. Back them up fine. Third and 15 now for Mercer County. Boy, we really got them back down here. They're at their own 12-yard line. Third and long here. Defense really needs to step up. If we get some field position back, we can kind of turn that momentum around that we lost with that fumble. Right. We need to force a punt here. Three different linemen, and we got a good coverage. Oh, just over just over the first line of coverage and enough for a first down there. That pass is complete to number 42, William Fredrickson. He's the guy that's caught the uh, – well, did he catch the pass early? I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, 21-yard game. So a big game there for the Golden Eagles to get a first down. First and 10 now from their own 33-yard line. Mercer County's offense had a little more, uh, got a little more going in, in their defense. I mean, they didn't really get a chance to get going in that first half until the end. They didn't have the ball much. Oh, fake handoff to Lucas. Quick pass over the middle. That's caught by number 10, Jackson Long, for about a nine-yard gain, it looks like. So that time they faked the handoff to Lucas, which they've done. I mean, they've done that handoff a number of times, and Colby Cox pulled that out and threw it real quick right over the right hand, right over the tackle, I should say, for a nine-yard gain to Jackson Long. Second and one now for Mercer County on their own 42-yard line. United showing a little blitz. McAlee backs up. Cox is going to keep that, trying to find a hole. He 
gets held up pretty quickly, but he gets enough for a first down. He gets brought down right about the midfield line there. And actually going to put him one past it. So he's now on the Red Storm territory on the 49-yard line. Oh, sorry, that's not the 50 yet. 46-yard line. They're on 46. While I was sitting on the 50, I'm sitting on the 45. It is so dark out. It, yeah, it is dark out. You're right. Well, I told you I was going to struggle. Struggle at a full 41 in the third. Three splits to the far side, which is the long side. Quick pass to Fredrickson, I believe, over there. Relander. Oh, Relander. Sorry, makes the one guy miss. Boy, he's brought down shy of the first down marker. Now he's in the United territory. And it's going to be second and one from the United 45-yard line. Now it really is in the United territory. Yes, he is. Unfortunately. 404 in the third. 22 nothing. Mercer County leads. United defense trying to get a stop here. There you go. McAwee's straight on him in the backfield. That's going to be a tackle for a loss. So from second and one, they're going to go to third and four or five here, depending on the spot. Yeah, third and five, we'll say. Back now to the 49-yard line. So good play there by McAwee. Got a blitz and a tackle in the backfield. Nowhere to go for quarterback Colby Cox. Tried to run a keeper that time. And not a keeper up the middle, but a tried to find space around the left before he could. McAwee wrapped him up and brought him down. Back to a couple spread on the right, one of which is long. Caught a quick pass a minute ago. Lucas in the backfield. Relander's going to come across in motion to the right wing. He's going to wait. He's going to pitch it to Lucas to the right. He's going to try and find an edge with a couple blockers. And a couple blocks is enough for him to get there before McAwee brings him down, but he gets enough for the first down. It's going to be first and ten for the Golden Eagles from the United now 38-yard line. An 11-yard gain there. Wide receivers for Mercer County doing a good job there making some uh, blocks out on the edge. That pitch and out there, that, that's what gives Lucas the space to run and make some plays. They got basically one-on-one matchups with some blocking out there. Cox is going to keep this again and follow Lucas around the left. Breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle, breaks another tackle. Runs over a guy before he's forced out of bounds. Now, what looks to be about the 15-yard line. <coughs> Excuse me. So, big, big play there from quarterback Colby Cox. What was the gain on that one, Dad? 22. 22-yard gain on the quarterback keeper there. Basically, followed Lucas. Took the shotgun snap and said, lead the way. Yeah, he shook off a couple tackles there within the first 10 yards, and then he got shook another one five yards deeper, and then two guys ran him out of bounds. Yep. Lucas kicked out the first guy, which is his job, made the hole, and then Cox kind of made it happen from there. Of course, a couple missed tackles and wrap around and slide down him. Three spread to the right. We're going to get a timeout here. Yep, United's going to call a timeout. So this is a Tinkham's Electric timeout looking for an electrician contractor you can trust called Tinkham's Electric. 335-3034. Minute 52 left in the third. United's down 22 nothing. We'll be back. In just a moment, more Red Storm football on WRM 1330, 94.1 FM. 
Welcome back to Red Storm Football here in the Prairie Communication Sports Network in the Vic Roy's Furniture Broadcast booth alongside Ron Grant. I'm Casey Grant, and with the minute 52 remaining in the third quarter, United is trailing 22 to nothing to the Mercer County Golden Eagles here in Alito on a beautiful, beautiful Friday night for week three of IHSA football. Mercer County's been marching down the field here, making some offensive plays. A couple runs looking threatening to score again. They've got first and ten. And they're looking for a pass here in the end zone. Find some space, and that is good. That's a touchdown to number 40. Is that 42, Dad? Uh, I want to say 45. Well, if he's this way, it's 42. 42, William Fredrickson on the catch there. That's a touchdown reception for him. How far was that? 16 yards. 16-yard touchdown reception for William Fredrickson. He's made a couple catches in this particular possession. Uh, had a defender out there, but I'll tell you what, that time I, I feel like Colby Cox, he threw it to where there wasn't a defender, and then Fredrickson went and caught it. Boy, he threw, it off, no. he threw it off his back foot, too. He, he did, but like I don't, Freder, or Fredrickson wasn't exactly open, but there was open space, and Colby just threw it to where he needed to go, and I think he's going to be short on that two-point conversion, although it seemed like if he could have pushed the ball out, he would have got it, but a stop there in the two-point conversion leaves us at a minute 44 left in the third quarter. And now a score of 28 to nothing. United trails. Uh, they'll get the ball back here and uh, try and get their offense going again. Let's take 30 seconds to come back with this kickoff. Well, you're listening to Red Storm Football on the very 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football here in Alito, Illinois, where the Mercer County Golden Eagles just put another six points on the board. 28-0 is your score with a four, minute 44 remaining in the third quarter. United defense has struggled to stop Mercer County here in this third corner so far. And the offense got going a little bit and lost the ball in a fumble uh, when they were just starting to get the momentum. An onside kick here from the Golden Eagles is recovered by 21 there. Good catch there by Andrew Olsen. Yeah, it's just that he got it because it bounced off the other United. Yeah. So close there. Uh, but, but Andrew Olsen with the recovery there. Good hands on his part. And United will take over first and 10 from their own 44-yard line. <laughs> First and ten for the Red Storm. They had some offense going here the last time they had the ball. It got shut down by a, a, a fumble, but they had a couple good runs from McAwee, a couple good runs from Perry, a uh, good reception for a first down to Copeland, and then a, a fumble by Perry kind of shut down that, that, that momentum. So we'll see if they can get it going again here. Owen McMillan at shotgun uh, for the quarterback. The two guys on his flanks are Perry and McAwee. Going to give it to McAwee. Trying to go to the right. Breaks one tackle. Tries to break a second tackle, but can't do it. 21 for Mercer County. Owen Relander said his name a lot tonight. Making the tackle there for a loss. It's a loss of about three. Yeah. So it's going to be second and 13 for the Red Storm there. He broke yeah. one tackle. Yeah, we got to do a better job blocking. That's just there are too many guys in the in our backfield. Every time we run the ball, we have got to do a better job of blocking that line. Yeah, he broke one tackle, but couldn't break the second one here. So they got on and sorry over this one. Second and thirteen, second and long. Same formation here. We got a sergeant here to the near side, which is the long side. I believe Hall and Copeland on the right. They're looking past. Owen's going to throw it to Hall. 
catches it just past the line of scrimmage and is tackled pretty much immediately once again by Relander. The pass is complete, but uh, that's a gain of a we'll call it a yard. And so it's going to be third and 12 now for the Red Storm. 30 seconds left in the quarter. Uh, are they going to get a playoff? I think, well, they have to. They don't have forget to. forget what no. the play clock is. Yeah, they don't have to, but I think they're going to unless they. 15 seconds now. One more play in this third quarter. Mercer County showing blitz. Now they back off. There's a snap of four seconds. They're going to give there it to Perry, go. give him a chance to get there it back. Go. Find some space on the outside. Got Gets it. enough for the first down before he's brought down, and now in the third quarter, after Pepperoni's Pizza first down, Casual Pizzeria chains, chains serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan, gluten-free options. First down, Red Storm. First and ten now from the uh, Mercer County 45-yard line, but that's the end of the third quarter. We'll take a break and be back with the last quarter of action here in Alito. You're listening to Red Storm Football on the RIM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network alongside Ron Grant. I'm Casey Grant, and we are getting ready to start our last quarter, fourth quarter worth of action here in Alito, Illinois, where the Red Storm are taking on the Mercer County Golden Eagles. After three quarters of play, the Golden Eagles lead the Red Storm 28 to nothing, and the Red Storm had the ball here. They just got a first down here to end that third quarter. Flips and now traveling left to right as we stand, and they're looking first and 10 from the Mercer County 4-5, to 45-yard line. Only filling in at quarterback. He's going to hand it to McElwee that time, find some hole. That's a good downhill smash-mouth run by McElwee there to get about four yards. Yeah, about a four-yard gain there, so it's going to be second and six for the Red Storm there. Second and six on a good run for McElwee. As you said earlier, McMillan uh, has looked like he's had some good poise, done the same thing this half. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's holding his own. He's completing a couple passes, not for a lot of yardage, but he's, he throws a good ball, so I think he'll do, he'll do okay. Yeah, he's completed a couple passes. Seems like a times of can some of these runs. Now, he hasn't been the runner so far that Abel might have been. Another handoff to McElwee up the middle. Another couple yards. Not a big run there, but positive yards anyway. And it's going to be third and four, I think. Excuse me. McMillan's got the play from Coach coming back in now to the huddle. Get the play called. Start of the fourth quarter here, 28 nothing. The Golden Eagles lead. We got Sergeant split by himself on the left. Copeland in the slot and Hall on the outside wide receiver. McElwee and, and, and Sam Perry are the running backs. McMillan at shotgun takes the snap. He's going to give it to Perry, trying to find a spot around the edge. And he's met by Matthew Lucas there on that le- or yeah left edge and brought down for actually a loss there. Well, I thought he got back to the line of scrimmage, but. Yeah. The down marker moves. So we'll call it fourth and four here. We're not going to kick this. I'm nope. silly at this point. we got to get points. And uh, with Abel's our punter, and uh, the backup punter hasn't kicked it very far. So No, he struggled a little bit, but I bet he's not practicing a whole lot. Right. right but yeah, backup punter, well, truthfully, most kids that kick, they're always kicking. But 
We're going to go for it. Fourth and four here. Same formation. Snap is good. Looking fast. Quick pass good to Copeland. Pass. A little behind him. Good catch, though. And Elliott gets the first down. Good job by the sophomore Elliott Copeland there, making up, again, how the pass go through. You could tell he was mad after that pass went through his hands earlier in the game. Right. And that one was behind him. That was a good catch. 11-yard game. Yeah. And a tough catch. I mean, that throw was a little behind him. He had to, He was sprinting to the sideline and had to kind of reach behind him, catch it, trying to change directions a little, but he got enough for a first down. It's a pepperoni's pizza first down. First and 10 for the Red Storm, first and 10 from the Golden Eagles 28. Again, the offense moving the ball a little bit. And off the parry this time, up the middle, gets wrapped up about the line of scrimmage. And uh, he is really trying to hold on to the ball now, and I think yeah. it affected how he's running. He's kind of stuttering his feet a little bit instead of just going. Yeah, he's still... If you watch, watch him run and watch McElwee run, there's a big difference in where the, in their pad level. I mean, some of that is Sam Perry's taller than, right, right, than Jake is. But there's just a difference in the the shape of their body when they're running. And I think Sam's got to get his, his shoulders down a little bit. That'll protect the ball some. And he can put a, a whooping on some of these guys if he puts his shoulders down. Now it's to McElwee. He tries to find some space up the middle, but it's swallowed up by a host of uh, a host of Golden Eagles there for basically no gain. And it's going to be third and ten. So after an 11-yard gain on a pass to Copeland, now we've had two run plays go nowhere. And it's third ten. Eight yeah. minutes to play in the fourth quarter. Might have to try to get outside a little bit more now. Eight eight minutes just under eight minutes to play in the fourth. Twenty eight nothing. Mercer County leads United. Copeland and Sargent to the left, Paul by himself to the near side, the short side. He's got one on one coverage. Burning. Shotgun formation. Couple hard counts, nothing. Looking pass. Oh. He tried to hit Sargent there with his intended target. That was a little bit too much lead on that. uh, Yeah, he threw it out in front of him a little too far. Mercer County defenders there a little mad. They thought they had a chance at an interception, and they did, but they missed it. So an incomplete pass there, the intended target, Derek Sargent, and it's going to be fourth and ten now for the Red Storm. And, again, they're on the... They're on the Mercer County 29-yard line or 28-yard line here, so they're going to go for this. 7-3-4, clock stop with the incomplete pass. Offense has the play on the line of scrimmage. Now we're going to put Perry and Copeland in slots on the left, have McAweed in the back for loan protection there on uh, Ole McMillan. I'm assuming we're going to see a pass here. Hall again is by himself. I'd be looking at him. Yeah, that one. He should have not picked that one off. Should have left that one off. I mean, that pass is sacked. He gets an interception in his stats, but uh, now it's going to be first and ten for them at their own ten-yard line when it could have been first and ten for them at their own twenty-eight-yard line. So he basically that was a thirteen-yard punt. Or 18-yard punt. Interception there from Owen McMillan. Overthrew his receiver there. Nowhere close to the receiver. 
Um, but it was fourth down. You had to get to try and get 10 yards. And with that, 729 remaining in the fourth, Mercer County is going to take over first and 10 from their own 10-yard line. they got 90 yards to go to get the pay dirt again. And uh, we'll see what they do here. Under center now in an I formation. Lucas is the tailback. They're going to give it to him to the right end. I'm sorry, that wasn't Lucas, I don't think. Fredrickson was into the tailback. Good tackle by 27. And a good tackle by 27. You said Tony Rodriguez there. We usually say his name a few times on some tackles. Haven't, haven't got his name out, though, now. So good to see him make a play there. No gain, second and 10. Rodriguez and McElwee, middle linebackers there. They tend to make a lot of good plays, it seems like. We got Hall and 53, which is Mason Giddens, the outside linebackers. McAwee shown blitz on the left tackle. Eye formation again. A pitch to Fredrickson this time. He's got somebody out leading for him, and he's brought down after a short game there. Tackled by 33, Austin Bellinger on the tackle that time. About five yards on the play. It's going to be third and yeah, the announcer said four yards, so third and six. Who carried that there, Casey? Uh, Frederick again. again. Yep. The pitch. Yeah, they've been playing Lucas at that tailback spot in that eye formation, but now they got Frederickson back there getting some carries in. Lucas is in the game. And now they're going to go back to shotgun, and Lucas at the left halfback spot, two receivers to the left and a wing on the right. Snap, hand off to Lucas. He's trying to get around the right edge. Finds a little go- or a little gap, I mean. Gets up the field. Gets enough for the first down plus a little bit. And he's a little slow getting up. Somebody else is down, though. Is that another United player? Uh, nope. That's, uh... oh, I think it's United. Oh, I didn't see that one. I mean, Lucas is slow getting up. He's limping a little coming off the field, but it's a United player that's still laying on the ground. And I can't see his number. Lineman. Haven't seen his number yet. Milroy and the trainer are out to talk to him. Looks like they're looking at his right leg, too. Hey, let's take a 30-second break here. We'll come back after this injury timeout. You're listening to Red Storm Football on WRM 1530, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football here in Alito, where the Red Storm trail the Mercer County Golden Eagles 28 to nothing. There's five minutes and 49 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, we had an injured Red Storm player. It looks like a lineman, 50-something. I can't see. I want to say 55, but Jackson Gillen. Well, it's not 54 because Peyton Crean's already out. We'll see if we can get his number here if they bring him off. He's been helped off the field by a couple of other players. So not sure. It looked like they were looking at his right leg, maybe. Uh, Abel Wilson also went down in the first quarter, or the second quarter, I mean. Uh, but right now we've got second and ten for the Golden Eagles, and they're going to hand it off to, who is that? Relander. one Relander, who finds a gap over the left tackle and gets enough for a first down again, I think. Oh, it's going to be short. I lied. Second and two. Or it should be third down now, right? Wasn't that second and ten? No, it was first down. They got the first down on the last place. All right, second and two. 
Second and two for the Golden Eagles. I formation. Hand off the fullback is dropped. That ball, 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 ball comes down. Hunter Hall's going to recover that. United's going to get the ball back. Boy, they tried to hand it off to the fullback there in the I formation, and that handoff wasn't clean, and the ball just kind of spat out right underneath the lineman's leg. Uh, back behind the defensive lineman, and Hunter Hall is able to jump on it, recover it. So, uh, second turnover of the game for United. Uh, second force turnover, I should say. With five minutes remaining in the fourth, United gets the ball back first and ten now from the Mercer County 37-yard line. Side note, Lucas has his helmet off here on the sideline. Looks like he's trying to walk something off. He came off limping. Low snap there, but they do get it to McAuley. Good job of keeping his feet and just kind of squirting forward. Lucas is back in. I thought maybe he'd be done for the day. Second and eight. Second and eight. Yep, I think so. Second and eight for the Red Storm. Two-yard gain for McAuley there. Lucas did come back in. As Dad mentioned, he's playing outside linebacker. He's made some big tackles on the edge there. Stopped some big runs from happening with some of those big tackles. Same standard formation for the Red Storm. McMillan, a quarterback. Hard count from the shotgun formation. Nobody jumped there. Good job by the lineman. Hand off to McAwee. Gets to the left edge. Finds a hole. Comes back to the right. Finds a little more hole. Breaks the tackle. Runs over. Guy gets all the way down to the 15-yard line before he's brought down. That's a uh, pepperoni's pizza first down for the Red Storm. Casual pepperoni's pizza. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. Pepperoni's pizza first down. That's a 20-yard game. It's the best run of the day. Another big run by Jake McAwee. Good job there. Nope, I take that back. He had he a 24-yard game. I said, let me have another 20-yard game. <laughs> he did. He did. First and 10 now. They're on the 15-yard line. Shotgun snap back to McAwee. Trying to find some space. Finds a little bit of space. Then over backwards awkwardly there. Hope he's okay after that. That looked weird. Lyman kind of grabbed him. It was one of those where McAwee's foot, I think, was pinned, but he popped right back up, so stretching out a little, but he seems okay. Short gain on that, couple yards, second and eight, second and nine or so for the Red Storm. 3-10 to play in the fourth quarter. The United's trying to get on the board once here in this game just to get a little positive feedback here with the, some points. Millen shotgun, Perry, McAwee again at his halfbacks. Back to Jake, trying to find some space. That time he swallowed up and brought down for probably a loss. I feel like they haven't given much forward progress all game, so he lost about a yard. It's going to be third and nine, third and nine and a half. We'll call it third and ten. We'll round up. Third and ten for the Red Storm back at the 15-yard line again. McMillan back in with the play. We've just been giving it to Mackle here. See if we throw another pass. I'd like to see Copeland get in the end zone here. He's made a couple good pa- or a good catches here. Drag him across the field maybe, get him in the end zone for a score. Shotgun formation again. 
He is looking to pass, looking to haul, tries, throws it over the defenders, which is good, but it's a little too far for Hall to get to. He was like triple covered back there and uh, falls incomplete. So it's going to be fourth and ten now for the Red Storm. That would have been a tough pass to complete there. Yeah. Guys, he was surrounded. He'd have had to. He'd have to put more loft on it, right? Because that line drive was going to be—he's going to have to throw high enough to get over the defenders. Is going to be too high for Hunter. The only way he's going to be able to do that is if he's able to drop it in right. over the top of the defenders. Like but he, with three guys over there, I like man. I, I tell you what, I think you could. So now we got Perry by himself to the right, and Hunter, Copeland, and Sargent split to the left. Mack will be back for protection. We'll see what they run here. Copeland's open. Oh, he's going to get pressured, and the first sack of the night's going to come. That's number 50 for, uh, for the Golden Eagles, Gavin Mentier, on the sack there, and that's going to be a turnover on down. So first and 10 from the 15 for the Red Storm. 15 yards to go for a touchdown, and they're unable to punch it in. In fact, they... Lose a few yards, turn over on downs, and Mercer County is going to take over. A minute 55 remaining in the fourth quarter. They're going to have first and 10 from their own 24-yard line. Yeah. yeah, I like this passing position, though, because that one that he missed in the end zone, he looked left first, and then he came back to the right. But unfortunately, I think he had better luck if he went left. Sure. Eye formation again. This time they give it to the... Halfback, which I believe is Relander again. And he's going to get about five yards. Six. Six yards there. Second and four for the Golden Eagles. Relander in at that fullback or halfback position, I'm sorry, in the I formation. Colby Cox still in it, quarterback. We haven't seen that wishbone again this half at all. No, not now once. I think about it. Not once. Uh, well, now we're going to see a little victory formation. We're going to take a knee here. We're going to let the clock run down and take a knee. They'll wait for the back judge there to start counting. Well, I don't blame them for that. That's, you know, there's no point. Yeah. So it took one knee. That's going to make it third and five. They wait and long enough. They're going to have to do it one more time, probably. They'll wait to the very end again and do it once more, and then that'll be enough to finish the game. So, 40 seconds out. Mercer County taking a couple knees here to finish it out. 28 to nothing is the score. There's one more knee with 35 seconds left. That should do it, I believe. That'll run the clock all the way down. And with that, folks, that's going to be our final tonight. Mercer County, United comes into Alito here. Uh, makes a good attempt in the first half. Keeps it scoreless for a while. Mercer County scores a couple right at the end of the first half to go up 16 up and head into the half. Uh, second half, their offense gets going a little bit more. And our final score tonight in Alito is going to be Mercer County 28, United 0. We'll come back with our post-game show in just a minute. You're listening to United Red Storm Football. It'll be REM 1330, 94.1 FM. Welcome back to Red Storm Football and the Lairs Collision Center post-game show. If you have collision damage repair, call Lairs Collision Center at 734-1949. Lairs Collision Center, professional auto body repair services, drivers, 
trust. Our final score tonight, the Red Storm come into Alito and face the Mercer County Golden Eagles team and fall 28-0. to That is your final tonight. United falls to 0-3 on the season. Uh, Mercer County moves to 2-1 and on the season. Uh, post-game coaches interview, that will be brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. Coach Milroy, we assume, will come up here in a few minutes, but until then, we get a couple thoughts on the game, Dad. Well, you know, to me, this game was definitely a game of two halves. The first half, there wasn't a whole lot of offense and way too many penalties on both sides of the ball. Uh, Mercer County finally figured out their offensive flow and started to score late in that second quarter and in the second half, and and basically the penalties stopped. We had three penalties really quick starting that third quarter, and two of them offset each other, one for each team. Aside from that, United had no penalties in the second half. Mercer County had two. So they cleaned that part of it up. Uh, United just can't seem to maintain possession and move the ball down the field. So you know they just need to clean that up. They, they need to get positive yardage. A couple turnovers, but, you know, Mercer County had a couple turnovers, so they're kind of a wash, you know, yeah. giving the ball away. But uh, definitely a game of two halves. Unfortunately, Mercer County figured it out and put some points on the board where United didn't. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not that discouraged by uh, United's offense. No, I, I thought they did okay. Uh, I think I mean, the penalties killed them. Right. I think McMillan did a great job when he yeah. came in, considering the circumstances. So, and I just think offensively in general, they seem like they move the ball okay at times. I mean, right. in that first half, we had some sustained drives and move the ball. But the first half, penalties killed them. Every time we get down and get close, we'd have penalties that would knock us back. In the second half, we got down here close again. And that For time, uh, we had a fumble or we had a couple bad plays uh, or that sack to finish us at the end there. But, like, it just seemed like every time we got to a point where we could have done something uh, to put some points on the board, something really kind of knocked it back, whether it was a penalty or a turnover or uh, just some uh, a mistake in that sense, and uh, just killed it every time we got something going. Right. We had uh, well, we had the fumble probably about the twenty yard line at one point. Yeah. At the other end of the field, we had the interception they picked off at the ten where. Remember we said if he let it drop, right. I got the ball at the 28. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was uh, it was just uh, mistakes killed our drives, and we just have to quit doing that. Yeah, and United, they're battling some uh, injuries and some different things here. I mean, they had a, a guy or two injured coming in. Poor Peyton Crane, he missed all of last season with a shoulder injury, and I believe he's got a knee or something going on this year. He's out again. Uh, Abel Wilson, he went out in the second quarter with a leg injury of some type. Uh, I do, I have seen him on the field limping around a little bit. Uh, at the end there, we had a lineman go down. I never did get his number. Uh, but we had a lineman go down with a leg injury of some type. So, I mean, you know, we're getting banged up a little. That's kind of part of football, part of it. Uh, we have to work through that. And honestly, like you mentioned already, Dan Owen McMillan did a really great job of coming in as a, a backup quarterback and running the offense. He completed some passes. Had some good timing. He did get sacked there at the end, but I, you know, I wouldn't put that on him. Uh, but he did a good job coming in as a junior backup quarterback and making some stuff happen. And he'll get a chance this week um, to get some real reps in with that first team guys. And uh, you know, I think he'll do a good job next week. 
Right. Uh, if he has to play again. Right, so. I think he will. I think, uh, uh, you know, when you have the injuries, it is football. And unfortunately, injuries are going to happen. Yeah. So those, those kids, you know, in the depth chart, second in the depth chart, or the backup kids are going to have to come in and start making plays. Yeah. And uh, when that happens, then, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be better off for it. Yeah. So it'll be a little deeper. Once you uh, see Milroy's kind of making his way up here, why don't you do a quick scoring recap, Adam, our scoring plays here in the game before we get hey, Coach up here for his interview. Uh, the second half, we did the first half already. Second half in the third quarter, early at the 10:54 mark, uh, Lucas with a five-yard run for Mercer County. Uh, the two-point run conversion was no good. Uh, Mercer County led 22 to nothing. Also in the third quarter with 144 to go, a 16-yard pass from Cox to Fredrickson for Mercer County. The two-point run was no good, and Mercer County led 28 to nothing, which was your final score. There was no scoring in the fourth quarter. Kind of an interesting, an interesting game scoring-wise. Yeah, uh, the definitely. timing of it. I mean, yeah, three I mean, touchdowns all... in about a four-minute period. Yeah, yeah, basically. Late in the second, late second quarter, early and third early quarter, early third quarter, and then that was kind of it. So, yeah. um, just kind of interesting in that sense. But again, the final score here: twenty-eight to nothing. Uh, United falls to Mercer County. Uh, why don't you? You think you can do yeah, Mercer County do stats real quick? Let's do it. Okay, Mercer County uh, on the ground today. They had thirty-two attempts for one hundred and fifty-two yards. That was led by Matthew Lucas with uh, thirteen carries for forty. Colby Cox, a quarterback, had nine carries for 53, and Owen Relander had eight carries for 55. In the passing department, they finished five of eight for 66 yards and a touchdown. Um, receptions, three of them for Fredrickson for 48 yards, including the 16-yard touchdown, one for Relander for nine yards, and one for Jackson. Sorry, I can't read my Jackson own. Long. Long, yep. nine yards. All right, well, coaches here. So we'll get you United stats here after we get our uh, coaches interview again. Uh, Post game coaches interview brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life. Member FDIC. Coach, uh, man, first thing, beautiful night tonight for a football game. Yeah, I know the weather's been great. You love playing games in this. You love for a better outcome. Um, rough go at certain times, but. Uh, there were some positive things I think we saw out of that. What, what, what's one of the bigger highlights for you, Coach, out, out of tonight's game? I mean, uh, I could pick some stuff, but I want to hear what you think was somebody who stepped up or, or a big highlight tonight. Um, you know what? We, we challenged a kid this week about um, their toughness. When I talk about their yeah. toughness, I'm talking more like their mental toughness mm-hmm. and, and, and finishing things and, and dealing with adversity. So from from that aspect of things, we, we did a nice job of that. Yeah. We did dealt with it, bounce back, and just – Oh, penalties and just craziness, and uh, just—it's tough because you just—we set ourselves up for some nice stuff a few times and just couldn't finish. So, yep. uh, the overall playing through adversity and then playing for each other and playing with with emotion and passion—I I couldn't have been happier. It was a fun yep. game to coach. You know, don't get me wrong; those there's some frustrating things, but uh, always. You know, Owen, uh, Owen McMillan had to step up and play some yep. quarterback. Uh, um, able to tweak his ankle a little bit, so change our game plan. Sure. And just move some guys around a receiver and um, did, did a nice job. I mean, yeah. I'm happy with the guys. You know, um, it didn't feel like it was a 28 nothing game. You know? Not at all. So, but well, we discussed that all that scoring happened in about a four minute on the game clock time correct. span. Correct. 
correct. At the end of the second quarter and the beginning of the third quarter, and everywhere else was kind of zero zero. So, right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what you thought, Coach, but uh, we thought the offense moved the ball well tonight at times. But you kind of already mentioned it uh, yourself. It's the finishing it, yeah. But there are plenty of times we had some drives. Time of possession, if we kept track of that, I mean, we, we'd, have, we'd have blown Mercer County out of the water in so. time of possession, especially in the first half. Uh, so, you know, I think even though we didn't put any points on the board, I think there are a lot of positive things to see out of that offense. It yeah. seemed like they moved the ball well. Yeah. And I was going to mention McMillan. You already did, but he did a good job coming in. You never know as a backup guy like that. You get thrown in, and first play is a fourth and 25. <laughs> and uh, But he did a good job. He showed some good poise. He had some good timing, completed some passes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, all right, we got to bounce back and, and keep trying. We knew this, uh, you know, you look at our first four weeks, right? Animal Weathersfield, not a slouch. Mm-hmm. Weathersfield, traditionally, not a slouch. Mercer County, Knoxville. Like we, we know, you know, the first four games, it's tough. Like you, you better compete, or yeah, uh, you're in for a long night. And um, I'm, I'm happy with the improvements we're making. I just checked in the third quarter. It looked like Anilon Weathersfield was is up 33 to seven versus Princeville. Uh, Anilon Weathersfield, of course, got some votes for the AP poll and the yeah. top ten. And Knoxville's seventh and two A. That's yeah. who we got next week, but. You know, these games are always tough, Coach, but uh, I know you do the same as everybody else. You can pull out a lot of positives. There are a lot of kids that stepped up. Copeland did a yep. good job at wide receiver, a couple big yep, catches. Yep, got on him a little bit um, early for a few things. And, yeah. Uh, bounced back after halftime very well. So very, yeah. very happy to see that, you know, especially a sophomore, kind of a, um, a more timid kid by nature, and uh, for him to step up and do that and have a couple big catches for us in the second yeah. half, that's, that's exactly what I need to see. A couple of them were tough, too, behind him a little bit. They pulled were. it in, and yep. he made a play yep. out of it. So Very, very impressed by him rebounding that way. That was, they, that was big. They did get a turnaround of penalties. There were a lot in the first half, and it seemed like I think Dad kept track. He thought, I thought she only had two or three penalties in the second half, actually. How many penalties for how many yards, you know? Yeah, he can look it up. Yeah. So what what did you say at halftime there to, to get him to, to cut down on those penalties? Nothing. I mean, really... I, I tell them this all the time. I, I should say on the radio, but I, I want to have three holding penalties a game. I mean, that, that's how physical and aggressive we should be playing on front. Sure, right? yeah. Space them out a little bit. Back to back to back. Time them better, maybe. But, yeah. But, I mean, I, I want us playing physical to that borderline of, hey, we're going to call them for it. Okay. You know, because then, then you have that little bit of grit and, and nastiness yeah. that you got to have. So, um, part of it is uh, quit getting caught. You know what I mean? Don't give let the guy get separation. I mean, really, yeah. good, good blocking is you're holding every uh, play and you're not allowing the separation. So, preach. All yeah. in here. All tight. All here. Keep that tight. So, no, no secret. I expect everybody yeah. else to do that best as well. It's, yeah. It's good fundamental football. Yeah. So you got hands. you got to use them. you just yep. got to use them the right way. Right way. That's, yeah. that's how you do that, yeah. So, well, no. Coach, uh, next week we host Knoxville. Uh, you mentioned it before. It's a tough game. Uh, but what's what's your thoughts so far on that? I know you have trouble thinking maybe past the Friday we're on, but what's your thoughts towards Knoxville next week? Yeah, it'll be tough. Uh, fast and physical, I think. I think they're bigger bigger offensively. I think they're a little smaller and faster defensively, but they're going to be who Knoxville has been for, for many years. Yeah. So uh, we kind of know what we got to do, but the biggest thing is we got to just keep working on us. Uh, uh starts Monday. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. to get back, and the longer I do this, I love the Monday to Thursday grind. I mean, that's that's one of my favorites. You yeah. Know? I mean, just because that's when that's when the, the real coaching happens, right? Yeah. Friday nights just uh, 
hey, here's what we've been working on. Oh, yeah. We hope we worked on the right stuff. Put it, in, put it in action, yep. So it's just it's fun to get back to the drawing board a little bit and uh, uh, kind of figure out where we're at with a few injuries. and, and Yeah, which, which was the lineman that went down at the end? I uh, couldn't see his number. Clinton Hayburn, 58, Clinton Hayburn. sophomore. Um, good nice job stepping up for us. Yeah. So he, uh, uh, ankle, I think he rolled his ankle, but he never rolled it, and he was down there for a little bit. and. Hey, I said, right. hey, have you ever rolled your before? He's like, no. I said, you'll be all right. I said, did it scare you a little more anything? He's like, yeah, it's, it's starting to feel better. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, but it is. You know, you have to roll your ankle. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially being a, a, a bigger kid, you're in the lineman. It's going to roll my ankle plenty of times. <laughs> so yeah. I, think, I think he was more worked up because he'd never done it. Yeah. He's a tough kid. I do not want this to come off. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tough kid. He's well, a great sophomore kid. stepping in, did a good job tonight as, yeah. as a sophomore. See, I mean, three, three sophomores start on offense. They all did <laughs> decent. Uh, yeah. So, you know, do what you got to do, right? That's what we're going to keep doing. We've uh, we've been we've been playing musical chairs here for a while. Moving That's all right. Around. That's all right, right? That's you how it works. what you got to do for the team. Yep, so, yep. Um, absolutely. Well, Coach, thanks for coming up again. Again, we hope for a better turnout, but lots of positives, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you got against Knoxville next week. Yeah, hopefully give you some positive talk yep. here next Friday. Thank yep. you. Appreciate Thanks a lot, time, man. Guys. Have a good week. So much. Coach Milroy up here for the United Red Storm on the post-game coach's interview. That, again, was brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. Our final stats, we started those. Dad did Mercer County. Uh, those are brought to you by country financial agent Ben Olson. Let Ben and the entire country team hope you prepare for your future with insurance protection to achieve your financial goals. We'll get Dad back on here for the rest of those uh, stats in just a minute. A couple scores for you. Uh, the last thing I saw, McComb playing Rova at McComb. Uh, McComb was up 34-14 to in the third, and then if you listen to the post-game interview there with Coach Milroy, uh, we had Anilon Weathersfield 33 and Princeville 7 in the third quarter. Those are a couple area scores. So we got Dad back here. Let's run through United stats real quick. Uh, final stats for United. Okay, uh, in the rushing department, they were 37 attempts for 95 yards, led by Jake McElwee with 19 carries for 57 yards. Uh, Abel Wilson, before he went out, had six carries for 21. Sam Perry, 10 carries for 35. And unfortunately, Owen McMillan got sacked twice for a loss of 17, <laughs> so that doesn't really help your rushing yardage at all. Yeah. In the passing department, Abel Wilson, uh, completed one of two for 32 yards before he, he left the game. And then Owen McMillan, uh, you know, didn't do too bad. He he completed uh, one, two, three, four out of 11 uh, for 26 yards. So uh, not, not a lot bad. of yardage, but he's completing them. And Elliot Copeland had two of those receptions for 21, and Hunter Hall had three for 37. So um, total yardage. Passing yardage was 58 and rushing for 95, so roughly 150, 150 yards of total offense. Uh, Mercer County had um, about 210 yards of total offense. So the, the yardage tonight, you know, between the penalties and the and the and the turnovers and the mistakes, it just total yardage for any, nobody, anybody was very good this, you know, tonight. Yeah, I mean, Mercer County came in averaging 328 yards per game, so. The fact that we hold them to, what you say, 210? Probably 210. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that's pretty good defensively for United. Uh, they were uh, United's offensive production was down a little bit from uh, the first two games. But, uh, you know, penalties, like you said, and a couple 
turnovers kind of killed that offensive production. And that's, those are the things you can work on during the week to try and improve on uh, for next week. Let's look at our player of the game tonight brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office and Mama. Representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters, visit ClarkInGlasgowLaw.com. Dad, who you got for United's player of the game? You know, I think we're going to have to go with Jake McElwee tonight. He carried the ball 19 times tonight. He took a pretty good beating trying to run up the middle, but he kept he kept after it. You know, 57 yards doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, between that and uh, all of the tackles he made on defense. Uh, he was in the backfield with tackles for loss several times today. So defensively and offensively, I think he was the man today. So I think Jake McElwee's the guy we have to go with. Yeah, I think he said it best when he said he took a beating to get that 50. I mean, it was a well-earned, a hard-earned 54 or 57, whatever it was, yards. So. Yep, none of it was easy. Uh, that was our player of the game, brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office in Monmouth. Uh, once again, our final score tonight, uh, Mercer County, Golden Eagles 28, United 0. That's uh, a shout-out tonight for the Golden Eagles. You've been listening to United Red Storm Football from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth here in Alito. We need to thank our producer back at the radio station tonight, Elena Alden, and I also want to thank my co-host and statistician extraordinaire, Ron Grant. Also a huge thank you and shout-out to the fans of United Football for tuning in to the Prairie Communication Sports Network tonight. Join us next week as the Red Storm hosts a tough Knoxville team at home. Uh, we'll be on the air with that game again on uh, these same channels here next Friday night. Uh, pre-game will start at about 6.40 or 6.35. We'll get that going. We'll be there for you, the Red Storm uh, versus the Knoxville Blue Bullets. Until next time, you've been listening to United Red Storm Football on the RM 1330, 94.1 FM. Have a great weekend.